0: Frontier
1: This is Football Daft With Stephen Purden Midfield Dynamo, and average actor Chris
2: Toll Target man, suspicious character And
0: With a end of Stevenson Grino!
3: Welcome to Football Daft The daftest Scottish football podcast around I'm Stephen Purden And let's welcome the team And once again What a am
2: Looking
3: surprise, surprise, eh? What a man down. is filming two doors down, I think. It's none of us have heard from him. Well, I spoke to him yesterday, eh, uh, but I don't know what's happening. I don't know, what, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It's just us again, Toll. Eh, uh, but it's good to have you here, Toll. Eh, uh, but I just I, I was nearly away the day, I
2: know. I know, so I'll be I, know. On.
3: I know, me and John. But before we get started with the show, I'll give Grado a wee mention and say it was good to hear from you yesterday in the group chat because i finally got my belated birthday present from him because he always kind of <laughs> says happy birthday and he usually he's a, he's a he's a big birthday guy he likes he doesn't like missing people's birthdays so i thought he was lying but he did get me a birthday present and producer john will now play that birthday present on air john take it away
4: hello this message is to grado and a very happy birthday to Shellsuit He Love to hear that I'm your inspiration, big credo. Acker Buster, who starred in eight of the very best episodes of River City, sends his deepest apologies for missing your big day. He apologises for being a snake. And he also sends all the best from the boys at Football Daft and Ian Gordon. I <laughs> hope it makes a lot of sense to you. And all the best wishes from me too. Bye. Bye.
3: So, in case any of the listeners can't understand who that is, that is William Roach, who plays Ken Barlow in Coronation Street, doing a cameo for my birthday, but starts it off by saying it's a message for Gredo. So I think there was... Gredo was saying yesterday he blames it on William Roach, he said he kind of made an arse but I don't know if poor William can take all the flack because I can imagine Gredo trying to give you instructions get, on he's getting on. Say. he's getting on isn't he but, aye but Gredo I think giving some of the instructions on what to say and something <laughs> I think it could get lost in translation along the way but there we go Ken Barlow who's been in nearly as many episodes of Coronation Street now have, have River City but Exactly. We'll I, But it was good to hear from him, but the big man's no here, but I will welcome a man now who is more scared of Grant Hanley these days than Pennywise the Clown from it, it is Chris Toll, Toll how um, are you?
2: There's only, uh, I've, I'm fine, Do you know I got my I got my vaccine this morning, right? right, and there's only two things that I'm more scared of than Penny, Pennywise the Clown, one's Grant Hanley and the other one is fucking needles, mate. So, I'll tell you this right now. I'm an absolute shite bag. I don't care what anybody says. I've walked into the, the place and I'm my hands are sweating. Where did you go? My palms are sweaty. My knees were weak. My arms were heavy. <laughs> right? So, I've went to Ravens, Craig. I've walked in and I've got to the front of the queue. And the wee woman's come over and she said, and what's your name? And she, with every question, I was getting more fucking irritable. Right? And your address, and I'm saying fucking blah blah blah, and it's blah blah blah, and then I went in again, and this woman's asked me the exact same questions again, right? So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, she's fucking, and I, because I'm building it up my head, and I'm building it up my head, and I'm building it up my head, and the last she sits me down, and she goes, oh, right, okay, it's time. <laughs> so I thought to myself, do you know what? My boys just come through a hip operation. Surely I can get this done. And I've went to raise my head and I've seen the wee vial of the stuff and the head's went back down again, right? So the sleeve's out and she's saying, and, right, okay, and it'll, it'll be over in a second. And, and the next thing she says, that's you
3: done.
2: I never even felt it. No. What, no. I, what I need to tell you is, is I used a cheat. I used a cheat code. Right. I got a wee I got a anesthetic cream out of the out of the pharmacy yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I said Stevie, honest to God, I, I can't explain to you. My girlfriend's only ever seen me in this nick twice. Once when we were going on holiday when I was getting onto the plane and the day.
3: <laughs> I get it, mate. I totally get it. Whenever the old the, the older I've got, I'm more worried when I'm flying. And the older I've got for now, whenever I've had blood took. I pass it, so I, I get, get the whole needle thing, I get it, I totally get it mate It's I'm horrible,
2: to... it's horrible man, it really is horrible But, i love to tell a tale, my arm's a wee bit sore I was sweating like a bastard earlier on, but I'm alright now
5: Did you get a big Brave Boy sticker, Chris? Do
2: you know what, <laughs> she took me and she bought me a McDonald's after it because I was a good boy Who and us Sammy did, I even, I even, <laughs> I even get a McFlurry Oh, a good what Brian. kind, what kind? Uh, Aero
3: Ooh, Mint oh. or chocolate? The ordinary
2: chocolate, I feel yeah, right.
3: I would go for that as well, mate Aye,
2: without a
3: doubt But, there we go, it's good to know And obviously our listeners will be happy to know That Chris Tull is okay uh, Obviously the jury's still at the Grado. We don't know where he is, how he is Is he hanging about with William Roach? Is he doing two doors down? <laughs> is he, he doing eight
2: tremendous episodes of
3: Coronation Street? Exactly, we never know Could see him... Turning up in the cobbles or something Another <laughs> different name You know what I mean? Masters went for Shield Dinge not he? Is it Weatherfield? Weatherfield, yeah. mate. Aye I've
2: a on transfer
5: He always talks about that Don't he? <laughs> <laughs> Soapcon soap He talks you, about You must be due a transfer Stephen Are you playing for the testimonial now?
3: I'm the. a fast testimonial He's
2: got a double testimonial Do you get
5: a police standers. I'm
3: coming up 20 years next year You know what I mean? So I think I'm due a wee maybe A wee five-a-side tour with River City, Emmerdale, Neighbours. 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 Joe Joe Mangle and Harold Bishop. (laughs) (laughs) Big big toad with Rebecca at the back. Aye.
2: (laughs) 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 Big Toadie. Jim Jim Robinson. Oh no, he he died of a heart attack, didn't he? He died. Aye, but mate,
3: it's it's soap world, mate. People die and come back all the time. well, Harold Bishop came back, didn't he? Exactly, I know. Toadie's missies and all. Dirty Den. Dirty 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 Den. Aye, His
2: career's over, but
3: <laughs> if I, if I, Good to that I will we'll <laughs> step back. anyway as we discussed on our bonus podcast Scotland Daft with producer Ryan and producer John which you can hear at patreon.com forward slash football daft the Scotland game Scotland v. Checkers check the public 23 years of hot first game of the tournament we go out there it was pish Shout a bit told What do you make it? Because you only the other night you were busy. But ha- what, 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 what's your expert view on it?
2: My expert view on it is: I tell you, we shouldn't have played Andy Robertson. That's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only chance we had. No, and in, in all honesty, um, I thought Scotland played not terrible, but there was just there was a lot of trepidation you could feel within the within the team. There was a lot of trepidation. That was a game that we should have. We should have had a go at, it. And I feel now we need to do it the hard way. It's not like Scotland to do it the easy way. So, you know, if we if we manage to get four points out in the next two games, we could still go through. It's a big ask, but you know, it's stranger things have happened.
3: I think we've just absolutely snookered ourselves right behind the black ball. I'm telling you, I think it's the one game you look at out of these three games, it can't be set any better for you. It's at Hamden. Mm-hmm. You're in a group with Croatia, England, but your yep. first game's against Czech Republic, you let Croatia and England battle out and what they cut each other's throat, and then we go to play Czech Republic and we absolutely shit the bed. We did we the occasion go to some of the players out there like and Steve Park. Didn't he do himself any favours with that team no, selection? The
2: team selection was shocking. Yeah, like you said, Stephen, you've touched on it before. Um, youth brings exuberance, there's a there's a fearlessness
0: mm-hmm.
2: with a mm-hmm. lot of young players. I think that we would have got that with maybe if Turnbull, Gilmore, Patterson, you know. And the one thing I will say is when when Forrest came on, he looked more of a threat than we had had for that, that whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, Shea Adams was tremendous when he came on. Yes. It, you'll notice that I'm saying when he come on.
3: Aye, that's no good. All there, these, no. Players, it's not,
2: these players need to start. And it's a it's a tournament, you know. It's not like Aye. it's a it's not like you got a replay for a Aye. draw. So why are you why are you playing with a fear? You've got to go
3: out there and have, have a go. And Steve Clark, right? He set that team up not to lose. Now I understand the more a if we go down to Wembley and we set the team up, not to lose. I understand playing Croatia who the last major tournament, they were the World Cup finalists. You set your team up, not to lose. But when you're playing Czech Republic first, mm-hmm. you need to set the team up to win.
2: Absolutely. Completely agree with you. You see when you look at it as well, we've beat that team before. Exactly. We've beat that team before. Now, I'm, I, I pride myself on knowing quite a lot about football, right? footballers at least. And I couldn't name you if Rangers hadn't have played Slavia Prague and Celtic hadn't have played Sparta Prague, I wouldn't have been able to name you any players in in Mm -hmm. that that uh, Czech Republic team. Mm -hmm. So you know there are obviously no world beaters. So how I'd say I'd definitely say that Scotland have got a a better squad than them. So how how we're sitting here licking our wounds after getting horsed. Don't get me wrong, the second goal is a freak goal, right? The second Mm -hmm. goal is a freak goal, but. What a fucking finish it
3: is! It was some finish. What a finish, finish it is!
2: This the the header as well. Um, I think it's I think it's Grant Hanley gets caught underneath the ball.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: O'Donnell never covered the sailing glory the whole game, especially seeing Ryan Christie had the ball down at the right hand side, and he skins the boy, <laughs> and fucking O'Donnell just <laughs> runs, nice. runs directly into him. You know what I mean? Well, is that happening? You know? No, oh, I
3: don't know. I don't know. But, but that is. The views of Christopher Toll, but more importantly, let's get to our Euro correspondent. Euro
2: correspondents just
3: walked in the door. Absolute legend that is Keen Toll. Keen, take it away. There he is. It is none other than Keen Toll. Keen, how are you? I'm
6: all
3: right, how are you? I'm all right, pal. I'm all right, (laughs) but I would have been better if Scotland had played a bit better had got a better result. What do you think? I
6: thought um, it was oh. a bit a bit meh. A bit meh. Meh. <laughs> meh. Aye. Meh. Aye. Aye.
3: Okay. Uh, John Fleck didn't do as well as I thought.
6: John Fleck have a played your fucking madman. But not not <laughs> John Fleck. Uh, <laughs> same
3: thing. Same thing. Uh, John McGinn. No, uh Lyndon Dykes.
6: That's what I said, I know, in my head. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Aye, but Lyndon Dykes didn't do his job at all. Neither did O'Donnell. O'Donnell played awful, awful. See, people are blaming it on Jack Henry, the goal for Marshall when he was practically at the half-failing. One, why is the goalie that far out? Two, why is Ryan Christie hitting that shot? Eh, Oh, my God. I'm saying... Jack,
0: Jack
6: Hendry? hi Right, so why, why is Jack Hendry hitting that shot? No one knows, right? But see if you've you've got the opportunity to pass it to O'Donnell. I'd hit that shot and all. O'Donnell like, absolutely <laughs> awful.
3: <laughs> awful. Well, do you know what, Keen? The, the, the performance O'Donnell was putting in and the way the game has gone for him, that's a very, very valid point. A very valid point. And I think David Marshall has to take... The biggest chunk of blame for that goal, the biggest chunk of blame, definitely
6: does.
3: Aye, so that's all done. Right, we got beat, Mm -hmm. we got beat 2 0. Who better to play in the next game to bounce back than your fierce rivals, the old enemy, England? What do you think? The more a night, do it. Wembley, Scotland need to get a result. What do you think?
6: 2 1, She Adams, both the goals, yeah, right in
3: there, right in there, right in there.
6: It's it's the only... It's either going to go 5-0 England with the the full team playing like... They're standing on coal, on charcoal. <coughs> but it, it's going to be good or it's going to be bad, then I think it's going to be good.
3: Well, there you go. there you go. You Last-minute
6: winner, Jay Adams.
3: So it's got to be one each way up to the last minute, then Adams is going to pop up and get the winner in the 93rd minute? Exactly. Oh... John, how good would that be?
5: Love that. Well done, Keane Love that.
3: Brilliant, Keane Thank you, pal. Thank, thank you.
5: Cian. Cheers, Keane Thank you. What a boy. What a boy. Top. We, need to, we need to get him sorted. We're just a full-time role in this show. Well, Gredo's never here anywhere anyway, That's so it could be it could, be. it could be.
3: It could be popping in the two-toes. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? TPT. Aye, exactly. <laughs> uh, but that was class from Keen, our Euro correspondent. And we will be getting into the England game later on when we ask on the big question, what changes would you make to the side away from the international stage? Let's go on to some funny stories. Celtic. Right. was always,
2: always a fucking funny story when you start with that <laughs> one.
3: <laughs> they will face... Danish Super League runners up Michelin in the Champions League second qualifying round the first leg will be on the 20 or 21st of July and the return leg the following week I remember we beat them was it last year or the year before aye I, um,
2: uh, I actually thought it was a team from Moan, neck and I, was, I thought it was
3: Midgetland Midgetland <laughs> <laughs> Mid, Midgetland up front right, Midgetland have get Toll and Puddin <laughs> What do you think? So it's not it's, it's it's not the nicest
2: fixture for you. Do ah, you know what? It's it's the best of a bad bunch. I think
0: mm-hmm. that
2: was it. That was a tough group that we could have that we had to be drawn out of. Um, but even if we do beat them, have you seen the fucking? <laughs> have you seen the lineup for the next round? There's, I've see, seen if, it see, if, see if Celtic make it into the Champions League this season. Yes. Ange Postacoglu should get a fucking statue outside the stadium already. I'm telling you that right now. That some of the names getting bandied about for the next round? It's mental, honestly. I, even if we get by Midland, then... Mid-J-Land. I don't know how you pronounce them. <laughs> no, right?
3: no, I'm not laughing that you pronounce it. I just keep thinking the Midland. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: if we get by them, then in the next round, we've got PSV Eindhoven, uh, potentially Galatasaray, Sparta... Prague, again, who we don't want in to do we Genk, and then if we get by that, we'll get Shakhtar Donetsk, Monaco. Fucking oh mate, it's a it's a. I disaster. think what you're
3: saying, mate, is probably it's pretty accurate that maybe if Big Ange does get you the Champions League with that kind of route, there should be a statue that's say like that says "Is that what you?" Definitely, without yeah.
2: a doubt, without
3: a doubt. However, in the Conference League, Aberdeen will face hacking of Sweden and Hibernian will play Mons Kalp of Gibraltar or Andorra's Santa Coloma. Both you know? will be at home in the second qualifying round on July the 22nd with a turn leg a week after.
2: That, that Aberdeen draw, do you remember in football manager he used to sign Kim Chalstrom
3: off aye, the Aye.
2: that's the only reason. That's the only reason how I know that team. Um, but that, that seems like a decent draw for for the boys there uh, for the teams. So, fingers crossed, we can maybe get. A, we should be looking to get a decent run in the Conference League, shouldn't we? The the Scottish Aye. teams. Aye, hopefully, definitely. man. Hopefully,
3: it would be good for the Scottish game. Obviously, if you do get the likes of Aberdeen and Hibs gone further in these kind of competitions, but in other news toll. Tell me, Celtic centre half Eric Sviachenko, the 29 year old who went back to captain first club Mish- Midgetland in 2018, <laughs> could be set for a return to the Scottish Premiership club. Would you have him back, To? Me, he
2: shouldn't have been sold in the first place.
3: I remember and, when Ronnie Dyler was there and we beat these in the cup semi final. Barney scored, goal. He scored that what a header. A
2: header.
3: Ooh. Oh while we're recording oh, that close. while we're recording the Euros are on people it's Thursday evening and Denmark are winning one 0 and Denmark nearly went two 0 up. It's thirty-four minutes gone. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> what a header that was what you think?
2: It was some header, wasn't it? Aye. Aye. And it, it rose like a salmon.
3: Would you have him back then? I I would
2: have him back um uh, I've I always liked Svietchenko when he was at Celtic Park and it was a, quite a surprise that we let him go, if I'm honest with
3: you. Um I so... seen him no longer when we when we beat Midgetland. Yeah, he played. <laughs> yeah. I wish and I'd never, never said played. that now. <laughs> the way he played for Midgetland that night, I hope he's getting back, mate. <laughs> ah, is that right? Nah, yeah, I didn't like, can he
2: be any worse than Duffy, can he?
3: That's true, actually, that's true. We won't well, get any of that. Duffy's Duffy's that's, that's in the past now, mate. I don't want to keep opening old wins up for you, you know what I mean? But there we go, Sviachenko might be on his way back in total with having back. Uh, my club, Rangers at the moment, it's all quiet. Not really much to report there. But there will be more football chat on the open line later, and I'm sure there'll be more Scotland chat as well. And we'll be playing for pies in the player profile playoff and we welcome a man who currently plays at Thistle but has had spells at Aberdeen, Ross County, Rangers, and St. Johnston. It's none other than Richard Foster.
1: Football Daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698-767-172. at
3: Football Daft, we are very proud to be sponsored by G4 claims because they're just cool people and the trips
6: yeah. they're cool
3: people we love them we love them so remember if you've been in a road traffic accident and you're not at fault G4 claims can make it easy for you they can provide you with a complete Accident management support you require They'll recover their costs from the at-fault party Sort you out with a like-for-like vehicle replacement And they will also organise your vehicle to be repaired At one of their approved body shops and return to you Should your vehicle be deemed a write-off They will recover the pre-accident value for your car And write you a big fat check for it And best of all, it won't cost you a penny As they charge the at-fault insurance direct G4 claims don't cold call. They don't buy data, and once they have processed your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed, and the best thing is, Nicole and the team over there won't take on your case if they don't think they can help. So... If you have been in a road traffic accident or know someone that has, get on to G4 Claims on 01698 767 172. That's 01698 767 172. Or get them at -at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims.
5: Welcome to the football daft open line, you know the drill, anything goes on this open line. Who's going to win the Euros? Stephen Purden. Italy. Italy. Chris Toll. Scotland. <laughs> Could Scotland play David Marshall in midfield? Chris Toll. Yes. Stephen Purden. I don't want to talk about David Marshall. Right. And who is the best at singing their national anthem? Can I just put a, a shout out for Stephen O'Donnell? I know he had a terrible game against Czech Republic, but he's got the voice of an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, see if you hear him. Like, go back and listen to the national anthem. They, they're playing against Holland, and um, my, we're watching the national anthem. My, my wife's uh, kind of half Dutch, and we're watching the national anthem. She goes, "Who is it?" Well, she was quite attracted to Stephen O'Donnell. She goes, I "Tell you what, it's a great singer that boy." Yeah. <laughs> Next time you hear the Hanthams, look out for the good singers, because there's some...
2: Fu- we do the exact... Aye, aye, National aye but what, what you never heard her saying under our breath was, aye, oh, he's got some size of boby. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Come on now, sister, we lowing the tone. At, <laughs> I feel, listen, listen. at the end of the day, he's no Tina Turner, all right? Well, that's true. Let's go to London. Um, and oh. live from London, London. a member of the Tartan Army, who is also the voice of Falkirk TV... Who's coming on to the show? His head he's got a ticket for Wembley and he's been on the train all day. It is Mr. Lewis Connolly. How you doing, Lewis? I'm good. John, yourself?
3: Lewis, you sound offy. Sober for been on a train can do it to London for the start of London game. <laughs> it's, it's,
7: it's been a wee hour of downtime. It's been uh, the they kinda they before the storm, put it that way. So
5: let's let's um how was the train on the way down?
7: <laughs> it, it was bedlam, mate, honestly. It's you know on one hand I have to say before we start uh, like well done at the police it was a really like common sense approach you know what I mean they get a wee bit of stick sometimes but they did uh, they did really well um, on one hand you need to kind of look after all the restrictions and distancing and all that stuff and on the other hand you've basically got six hundred Scottish boys on a train who've been locked up for a year right and, uh, <laughs> aye, it was uh, party train it was it was just carnage it really was uh, to be fair. The only wee bit of kind of thing they had to deal with, they had to speak to three young lads at one point because unfortunately it did appear that they were sober. But apart from that, there was no (laughs) issue whatsoever, right? (laughs) I
2: seen seen a video today, uh, one of the groups of young boys that went down to London for the game and one of them must have took about 40 ekkies. Cause his jaw was swinging like nothing you've ever seen before, and he's getting interviewed on the telly too. You like <laughs> we bring it, we bring the atmosphere, no? <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right, there's there's a few casualties coming off the train. I tell you, there's a few that will not make the rest of the night. You look alright, but Louis, you look you're pretty good, neck, You. I've just, I've just stuck to one thing, so I'm alright. I'm alright. I'm just, I you know.
2: bit, See when he got on the train, Stevie had a full head of hair.
5: we're we're putting this is obviously this is be going out tomorrow. Uh We're recording on a Thursday sure. just now. Um, where are the where's everybody heading before the game? Is there been I've heard Hyde Park. I've heard there's a fan zone. Where's, where's, the, where's the chat for the Tartan Army?
7: Yeah, no, that, that's pretty much right, John. I think uh, it's very different this time. So the last few times I've been down here, obviously the tradition is you kind of come in, you take over Trafalgar Square, you know, and that's that's kind of always a gathering point. Um, this time, I think it's a ticketed fan zone for English key workers. So it's a no-go. Um and everyone's kind of had to, you know, splinter off into wee groups. But you're right. I think there's talk of Hyde Park. Um I, I don't know how, you know the kind of locals down here will feel about that, but um, fuck but them, they'll... mate. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's a wee map on Google. Uh, all the pubs the boys are booked, and it's aye, it's the whole city centre of London. So this time, I think it's like a proper scattergun approach. But there will be a wee gathering in Hyde Park. Tell me this one,
2: Lewis. Go for it. You go into Hyde Park, go to the fountain in Hyde Park, buy yourself a bottle of fairy liquid. Fairy liquid, aye, yep. Do it, my man. I want to oh, see it on. It. I want to see it on the news. <laughs> it's, it's tradition.
7: It's tradition, you know what I mean? Okay, it's, it's always a good laugh, eh? And, and uh, mostly, like, the guys and girls are well-behaved. You know, it's a bit of banter, a bit of a laugh, and uh, and usually it's, it's stuff like that, It's just, just for a bit of fun. What's okay. the plan tonight, Lewis? So again, the plan, uh, we've got a couple of boozers booked later on, uh, so I've got a few mates arriving um, probably in the next half hour or so. That's why I thought maybe a, kinda, a wee tactical hour at the hotel just to dump the stuff and, and just kind of calm down a bit would be a good idea. Um, and then, yeah, I think we're, we're there to about, I think it's 11 o'clock because it's slightly earlier closing down here. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we'll get three or four hours in the pubs and then I match day of the morning, the big one. So I guess I've we been... should
5: probably talk about the football. Um... Oh, do we need it, John? Do be... we usually asking...
7: the worst bit of the trip. I know, I know.
5: We're going to be asking the big question later on, Lewis, uh, what changes you would make from the side that started on Monday? What would you go with? Uh, I think the big thing for me was
7: probably when we went two men up front in the last game against the Czechs, it seemed to make a a difference to me. Um, And when we brought on Fraser and Forrest, guys who would actually run at the opposition, we seemed to get even better. So I think there's a strong case that at least one or two of them might come in. Um, I think you have to say there's also a big case for Billy Gilmore. I think it would be a bold move. It's whether Stevie Clark wants to throw him into that environment. I think he's done well. Um, but I, I could see at least one of Forrest or Fraser coming in. Um, and, and the key thing is, is he going to start with Adams and go two up front, or will he play it a wee bit cagey? That's that's probably the big question.
5: Got to go um, for it. We've got to go for yeah, it. Well, I think
7: you've, you've got to win now because nice. we've lost against the Czechs. It's win or bust, right? So, yep. uh, you know, I, I guess because of the way it's working, if we get a point tomorrow, and then beat Croatia back at Hamden, you might go through as one of the best third-place teams. You know, four points is probably going to be enough, but you you kind of go out with the attitude of, you know, let's hopefully get a draw, because inevitably you'll you'll get nothing.
3: Would you start O'Donnell tomorrow night, Lewis? Do you know, I'm
7: hearing a lot of good stories about the lad Patterson. Um, I'll be totally honest, I've not seen too much of him. Um, He's fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few pals who've I've got kind of, obviously they're, they're that persuasion. They've got season tickets through Eye and stuff, and and they've been raving about this boy. Um, the, the little bits that I have seen of him, I think he looks kind of like he's got good composure. He's playing like a kind of old head on young shoulders kind of thing. Aye, and it if, reminds you know, me a lot
2: of Kieran Tierney, to be honest with you. Aye. Really, it really does, I. It reminds me you know a lot what, of
7: Karen Tierney. If he's good enough, he's old enough.
3: It's the way I look at it. <laughs> I think, I think, without being harsh, we've got to a point now where I think you, was saying it earlier, there's no room for sentiment. You're saying mm. if you're good enough, you're old enough. I think the problem is, as well, is I don't think O'Donnell's good enough, yeah, I don't think he is, uh, wh- a which means
2: he's not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: And <laughs> Lewis, um, thank you so much for coming on. Listen, no worries, guys. You any longer, enjoy your night. Um, and we won't, I know you're a focus supporter, we won't get into that because that would just be horrible and ruin your night. So, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. No worries, have guys. Have one for man. the boys that couldn't make it. Have a few for the boys that couldn't make it.
3: That
7: yes. is a deal, man. All the best, boys. Cheers, boys. Cheers,
5: boys. Here yeah. Right, thanks, Lewis. Um, let's move on to our next call on the open line, and it is Stephen Maguire. Yes, Stephen, right are how you doing, All right,
1: man, how's it going?
5: How, how we are you doing? Eight, oh,
3: eight, what, eight, what a goal. What a goal. As we record this, it's Thursday afternoon. Belgium have just equalised Eden Hazard's brother.
5: Open. Do you know? Do you Aye. know what, boys? You're doing a score update. Everyone, when this goes out, is going to go. It was fucking whatever. So <laughs> <before. I'm> fucking <laughs> sky Sports News. <units." laughs> How are you doing, Stevie boy?
1: I know bad mate yourself. I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. What's happening? I just, i I'll actually rushed in for my work. Put on a Scotland hat because I've still got my work's gear on, um, <laughs> and try to kind of get in the spirit of the, of the game. Even though obviously this will be going out. Know, after the again tomorrow, winter, is that right? I'll be just
5: before
1: that, you know, before before Just before it, all right, so we get to talk about with, with, with the team you would play and all that. Go on, Stevie, what, what you want. Well well, you know, obviously there's you no know why why uh contact teaches huh? with today with the music and enlighten, stuff like that. Enlighten everybody else, Stevie. Aye, Aye. right. So basically, um we, I, got uh, one of my mates suggested I used to be a, a kind of a budding musician, and then mm. I realised there was no money in show business. No, he's laughing. He's laughing for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I So the, uh, so I, I just obviously went back into my trade. And, uh, but people are still writing songs and stuff like that Somebody suggested to me that I should write a song for the Euros So I kind of hummed and hawed over it And I decided, die, alright, I'll go for it But I did not know why to sing it Because when I sing, I don't I'm a, not a bad singer But when I sing, I don't sing with that kind of Scottish, you know, grunt don't that, know, that, yes. no, the brogue. Do you put an so, American accent on? No, I'm not as bad as that, but no <laughs> Not as bad as that But I don't, uh, I certainly don't sing like a Scottish person I know that sounds daft but uh, I'm not I'm not a like the proclaimers or whatever. Um but but my big my big mate, he sings Scottish folk music. So I asked him to sing on it. And uh, and he agreed. Um so the song is uh, sung by a big guy called Papa Shandy. Um, Love that name. Love that uh, name. Uh, he, he he was you know, he used that, to he, be a wrestler. <laughs> Papa Shango <laughs> <laughs> Um uh, so I uh, so a uh, i uh, big boy Papa Shandy he agreed to sing on it. And, uh, and I, I said, right, well, I'll finish writing it. So I wrote it, and it actually turned out pretty good. Um, so I've got a load of pals that are involved with um, a mental health charity up in Drumchapel. Yes. And it's, it's all about kind of suicide prevention and stuff like that. And and be, and it's really about men's mental health. It's about getting guys talking to each other. It's not really... It, as much as it's a charity, it's, it's like a social group of guys where you can up and you can just... Bye. Vent yourself, you know what I mean, and and, and just say whether you're annoyed at some or whatever, or in, it's on your mind, man. You can just somewhere to go, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so but a lot of people weren't they talking, and these boys set this up. So I said to them, Well, if I release this and it's go- and, it, and it makes any money, then you just can have half the dough, and I'll give the other half of the money to the boys that, that are playing on it. Um, so we did, we released it, but we've struggled to get kind of mainstream coverage. Uh, we managed. We managed to get it, it uh, was one one play on on Clyde One. we got one play on that, mm-hmm. Um and we managed to get to, we managed to get to number one, uh, top sellers on Amazon, which Bro-wee, was pretty, man. I know, it's pretty, it's a, I, know, I, know mate, I thought that was a good achievement as well, man, but, um and that was just through word of mouth, and because we think it's a good song, know what I mean, that, um that, that which that's a what's an, why, which
2: an song, Stephen?
1: Right, it's called Scotland the Strong, and it's by Papa Shandy. It's on it's on, it on Spotify. Aye, it's on Spotify, man, for streaming. But see, see if punters want to kind of spend a sixty nine p or whatever it is, um, that money goes to the to the mental health charity. Do you know what I mean? But listen, see for yeah. me, for my for my own ego, right, it would be great to hear Scotland fans singing it. It's a kind of chant. you know what I mean? Um, so it'd be great Aye. to for that. That was. That was the kind of aim when I wrote it. I wrote it as a song that, that see, most of the stuff that we that, that we hear, eh, Scotland songs, are jokey. They're all, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek.
2: Aye. aye, you're right, by the way. That was my point about the Laugh on Tens song last
3: week. Oh, aye. It's all very stereotypical, taking the piss out ourselves and kind of yeah. tongue-in-cheek joke stuff that people always associate with Scots, Who only Scots. Do you know what I mean? Aye. So... The thing is, if you're saying yours is kinda away for that, mate that would be a welcome
1: fucking change, you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, man, you've nailed it there, right? You've totally nailed it because, see, to be honest, I'm sick of Scotland looking like the fucking court jesters of international football. We've got a good side, don't we? our manager's doing a good job of making us look like that for I take it you, you never called the team last week, no? no, certainly not. Everybody seems to blame it on O'Donnell. O'Donnell seemed to be the fall guy for it all, but, I don't, I can't just totally blame that guy. Do you know what I mean? I can't blame him for everything. No, he's not the
3: only one to blame me. It's the, the the guy to blame for O'Donnell getting the abuse is Steve Clark because I don't think O'Donnell should have really been
1: in the No, nah. I think mean, so. that. Well, getting getting onto the fit side, the things, the style of football, I'd have played, I would have, obviously, we are fit here You'd play, th- I'd play three. It's American, kind of, it's like a 5 3 2, but. Your, your two your two uh, fallbacks are wingers and all. Do you know what I mean? Aye, aye. So aye. so you've got the strength there with the, if you play three centre halves, right? And then uh, so you play Tierney to the left hand side. Right? He covers Robertson. You're up that wing. Oh, aye, and then aye. and then then you you play um, the boy Patterson on the right hand side because aye. he um, he's, he's he offers something going forward. Aye, aye. Um, aye. But but I would I, I don't know I'd throw a major curveball and I quite like Nisbet. I'd have played Nisbet up front. Nisbet is a good player, man. Nisbet,
2: Nisbet and Adams together.
1: Well, here's the thing, mate. Right, so there's, you've got two options with 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 Adams, right? Is be, because because Dykes Dykes isn't a striker as such, right? See, oh. to me? he he falls in the hole and knocks the ball, right? He wins everything in there, Dykes. That's what's good. I do see
2: the thing is, but we're playing England, and I think Harry Maguire, not is Maguire fit?
1: No, I, I don't think so. I will
5: be
2: I will. Do you know what if, if Mings is playing then I maybe play She Adams because I think he's quite easily bossed. Aye. But um if, if it was if Maguire was playing I would have had Adams and Nesbitt up front because the two young like smaller nippy strikers, they could pull them all over the place. And that aye. then that then opens up the
3: the defence for the, the midfield runners, you know. Nisbet's a better football player than Dykes, do you know what I mean? Now, I, so, I'm a better yeah. football player than oh, Dykes for fuck's oh. sake. <laughs> I think it's just kind of, I don't know, man. If he's a big I, guy, isn't he? I, it just sometimes encourages us to play a certain way if you know
1: you've got him yeah. up
3: there. Uh, I,
2: think, you, kinda,
1: I don't he know. He offers you like, a different option, didn't he? I, I, but, we 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 ne- ne-
2: but we never used it.
1: I know I know that was the annoying thing Because see really With Christy on right Which really was a surprise For everybody Christy getting a game right um, But he just went loyal With the boys That took him here. But see with, see with Christy on I think what you're looking for With Christy on Alongside Dykes Is for him to step into there And Christy to go by him That's mm-hmm. what you're looking for But that never happened In that whole game And it was frustrating Aye. Um, but, but obviously Now you've got the option see, Seeing Nisbet In the warm-up game where he he, he kind of pulls around the back and he gets in behind the striker, aye, and and then you've got uh, Robertson crossing the bar. If that that's a that's just a perfect goal to me, and honestly, it was honestly, a lovely goal. It was a lovely I, goal, man. But but I can see see guys like the like Minges were talking about that guy will win a ball all day long in here. But I don't think if you play it in behind him, I think he will struggle. Yeah. So aye. that's that's yeah. why I'd play but just and mate, if i are been that before the fucking game.
3: We want the Scotland fans that are doing there fucking chanting your song out. Well, that's right, me, that, right,
5: that, right. that's that's the dream, man. That's the dream. <laughs> Stevie, thanks very much for coming on the show. Just tell everyone again uh, what the name of the song is and where they can get it. Right. It's
1: called Scotland the Strong. It's by Papa Shandy. You can get it on Amazon, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, all the other things. All right, man, but no one played
5: one. <laughs> <laughs> Best of all, uh Stevie, thanks for coming on. Cheers, lads. lads. Cheers. Bye. So, thanks for Stevie for coming on. Remember, go out and buy the single if you can. Uh, Let's go to our final call on the open line, and it is Craig who wants to come on and talk about something he's doing for charity. All
3: right, guys. How are you? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Two one, (laughs) Belgium. All right. (laughs) So thanks for coming on, Craig. Right, take care, mate. Honestly, <laughs> Sky
5: Sports Centre here, go. Hey, do you want to let's go over to Chris? We've got a goal coming in for Chris. Chris, um what what happened? Talk us through it. I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Craig, thanks very much for coming on. Sorry it took so long, mate. I'll be absolutely perfectly honest. I forgot. I forgot about you. I'm not going to lie. But if you want to give us a wee rundown of the, is it a thousand
4: goal challenge? Uh, um, it was a hundred miles, mate. So miles. Um, to raise money for motor neuron disease, um, I walked a hundred miles in May um, to try and raise money for charity. Uh, motor neuron disease is, at the moment, um, it's affecting millions of people a year, and there's no No cure, and there's not even any certified treatment. Um, So just to give you a wee bit of background, um, a colleague that I worked with um, unfortunately died of motor neuron disease last year. Um, And that kind of half spurred me into action. And then um, another friend of mine, his son, 23 years old, was unfortunately diagnosed with it as well. Um, so that was the final straw, if you like. I was like, right, I need to do something about this. Um,
2: you know what? I think it's a, a it's a close close to a lot of football fans' hearts. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, hearts. Celtic and Rangers have all lost legends to the disease, and yeah. it's a you know, it's it's such a horrible debilitating disease. I think anything that can be done to raise funds for it is definitely. Uh, I doffed my cap to you, Craig, without without
5: doubt, mate. Absolutely. How can people get involved, Craig? Where do they have to go to, to donate or sign up? Um, well, I've already completed the
4: challenge, but they can still go and donate. Um, they just go to my Just Given page. So if they go to the Just Given site, it's Craig's one hundred miles in me. Uh, and they can donate there.
3: Excellent, mate. Oh, yeah, mate. I believe I more power to you, mate. It's amazing what you're doing because it is. I mean, obviously, the world we live in now, there has to be a point where there's a treatment for it and there's a way of curing this and getting to the. Yeah. Especially
2: when you look at the fact that there was a, a virus and they brought they got a vaccine out for it straight away. You know the you, you need to think that there, maybe not enough works being done to try and combat this disease.
4: Exactly, Chris. It shows you when they put their mind to it, exactly what can be achieved.
5: Yes, 100%, mate, I agree with that, 100%. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the open line, Craig, and uh, making us aware of, of, of everything you're doing, and best of luck with any sort of fundraising you're doing in the future, and hopefully we can get more money into your um, re- uh, fundraising efforts for the 100 Mile Challenge.
4: No problem. Thank you very much, guys. And thanks a lot, Craig. Keep you're up all the good
5: you're work. welcome. All the best, thanks, mate. Craig. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks,
4: Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye, mate.
5: And that uh, is it for the open line for this week. If you want to be on next week, keep an eye out on our Twitter. Or, you know, why not sign up for our Patreon? You'll get the first chance to get on if you sign up there. Patreon.com forward slash Football Daft, where you will also find Scotland Daft, our bonus podcast that we've got going on at the moment. Football Daft's big question. Right, Christopher Toll. Yes.
3: The Euros didn't start for Scotland how we would have liked, did it? No. It was a pretty deflating result against the Czechs, but we go again tomorrow night against the I old hate enemy.
5: that phrase, I hate that phrase. We, we go again,
3: But oh. Roberts-esque. We go again, and now it's the big one. So Andrew versus St. George. Haggis versus Gerrard Eels. Lewis Capaldi v. Sam Smith. Yes, sir, I can boogie v. Three lines. It's Scotland v. England, but what changes would you make to the side? That all is the big question this week what changes would you make
2: hey, for me I'd start Robertson right <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, um, you um, change but, the manager before the game uh, if, I don't know if he's, if he's boarder bringing the next one in <laughs> no I bet, I bet have a new manager in for the World Cup starting or not. <laughs> but, uh, I, it, for me it's got to be Patterson and for O'Donnell, um, if you're going to play McTominay at centre half, halfway through the game, you might as well start him there and bring in uh, Billy Gilmore in midfield. I would swap uh, Armstrong for Turnbull. Wow. The reason being, I'd, I'd, although he had that shot that, that almost went in, I thought he was a passenger for a lot of the game. Armstrong, I really did, Especially and I like first half. I really, I, I, really do like Stuart Armstrong as a player. So you know, it's not, it's not a case of me wanting a Celtic player and a heady him. It's, it's a case of like we, like we spoke about earlier, Stephen, the, the, uh, the, you, the, the youthful exuberance. Aye.
3: aye, aye, I get that. I get exactly. that exactly.
2: You know, so uh, for me, it's got to be bring a wee bit of freshness to it. I would also have Shea Adams up front. And uh, drop Ryan Christie. So that's that would be that would be what I would do. Um, I, know, <sighs> I know before the tournament started, I was rabbiting a lot of shape. But that's I think that that would be.
3: Well, but, but mate, that, that, was, be a, that was a bit of banter before the tournament started. Fucking Steve Clark was rabbiting a lot of shite in the Edith team lineup before the public <laughs> game. Do you know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? Exactly,
2: exactly. But I thought I thought William Cooper had a decent game. I thought. With the exception
3: of the the Czechs' first goal, I thought Grant Hanley played quite well. Um, I think I think Hanley did the all right, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Aye, I think he did. He surprised me because I'm, I'm Lee's biggest fan. I think no, it was... no, neither am I. But he's a different player now than he was before, I'll say,
2: from what I've seen. Aye. I think um, he's he's obviously got that bit of responsibility by taking over the Norwich captaincy. It's yeah. mm-hmm. brought him on as a player.
3: Yep. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but I'd, uh, I've got a feeling, reading comments that have came out from the Scotland camp, camp Fay your uh, Steve Clark, the manager, what he said about O'Donnell praising him almost. He's going to start him, is
0: not he?
3: He's, he's going to stick to his guns. I think he might make a change in the middle of the park but I don't think he'll play partisan. I've got a feeling O'Donnell will start against England. I'll tell you this now, see if O'Donnell starts against England, he's on a
2: hiding to nothing. Aye, definitely. Because he'll get torn to ribbons, especially if they play Raheem Sterling
3: on the left-hand side. A hundred percent. He will be chasing shadows. And his, his average, kind of got the job done performance England put in against Croatia, I thought, along with the boy in the middle, Phillips, the I thought Sterling had probably his best game he's had in a long in the time. That year, I, you know in I mean? a long time for club it. and country. Because obviously, I don't know if he's had a fallout with Pep or something, but he's not been doing it or getting a game for City. But he looked like he was enjoying himself mm-hmm. out there. And if you've got O'Donnell there, I think Sterling will absolutely tear him to. <laughs>
2: exactly. Uh, I had a I had a few bob on Sterling for the first goal in the Champions League final, and he never got it. And then mm-hmm. another bet him for the first goal in that England game.
3: Whether
2: and he you know, got it. Whether
3: you know it. Eh? There we go. But what? let's get to some of the listeners. Richie has said Patterson in, although I thought O'Donnell did okay. but What, what game here. is this guy watching? But Patterson will give a lot more quality on the ball. Adam's in for Christie. And even if Tierney's injured, play him.
2: I don't. I can't. I can't take that. Uh, Mick comes in saying, "Drop Marshall. He was as far up the park for the second goal as he was almost in fucking Azda."
3: <laughs> I preferred uh, the one. They're saying, "I've no seen a M do at their box that much since the arches was opened." He says, "Drop Christy for Adams.
2: That's an old brainer, isn't it?" Yeah, yeah. And drop O'Donnell for Parson. I can see a lot of people saying the same stuff here as us, Stevie.
3: Yeah, definitely, John. He said, Is the manager an option? Guy's a nightmare. Out of form, Christie over Tumble, a rotten O'Donnell over Patterson, and we are down 2 0. He thinks, I know what will lift the crowd. A young Champions League winner? Nah, Callum McGregor, get your boots on, son. Useless. Fair point.
2: I, I'll agree with him there because Callum McGregor hasn't kicked a ball all season. No. So, like no. I said, I on think form? There's... players on form. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Ka- Ryan Christie must have voodooed those a folk. And his bedroom because how that boy walks into every team is beyond me and I know the way he's down on the show and I know his dad trying to explain it but I'm sorry he's not kicked a ball for nearly 18 months and I'm
3: sick of the fucking sight of him to be perfectly honest with you and, and then the, the rotten luck the guys got when he gets the ball and goes on a, quite a good run and looks like he's going somewhere O'Donnell fucking absolutely shoulder barges him out the way, you know what I mean? Aye, it's like something out of fucking wrestling, isn't it? Aye Anyway, anyway um, go says Patterson
2: or Forrest uh, to right wing back Grado up top with Adams Gilmore, the best player Scotland have to start in place of anyone
3: well, I don't know. I think Grado will be busy, but maybe the rest nah, of the time. He's are. filming two of those uh, things. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Stevenson says O'Donnell out, Patterson in, Armstrong out, Gilmore in, Christie out, Adams in, Marshall out, Gordon slash McLaughlin in. Tierney if he's fit in for any of the centre backs. That's pretty much what you were saying, Tol. I
2: would exception uh
3: yeah, exception yeah. of the end bit with McLaughlin Gilmore, and Gordon and aye. aye. Um Barry says,
2: Gordon in for Marshall, Partson in for O'Donnell, Gilmer in for Henry Fraser for Armstrong, Forrest for Christie, Adams for Dykes.
3: Fair enough.
2: I think, you know, we're all sitting here on the couch watching this, and we can see what's staring out.
3: Aye. Exactly, but I just think Clark's got to stick to his guns. I quite like what Will said. Will has got in touch and says, tell O'Donnell the game is on Saturday. (laughs) That's quite good. John says, drop Armstrong for Gilmer and O'Donnell for Fraser. Hmm. O'Donnell for Fraser. Mm. Andy says, fight them instead of Fitboss seems like the best option. Mm-hmm.
2: Sug and Mug says the manager. I'd play Marshall
3: and Goals, not centre mid. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, the last caller to get in touch, or Twitter, whatever you want to call him, says
1: Ricky Little up front. I that's not
2: Andy, answer. that's Grados Burner account not it.
1: Football Daft with G4 Claims. Find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at G4 Claims Limited.
5: It's the Player Profile Playoff with Piesports.com bringing you. The taste of pies to your door throughout the Euros. You know, there's nothing better than kicking back at night, watching one of the games, sticking a wee pie in the oven halfway through the first half and it being ready for you at halftime. Absolutely love it. And pie sports can sort you out. My personal favourite, the dugout that's up there at the moment, four scotch pies, four chilli pies and two cheesy bean bad boys. Fantastic. Um, you can get them by heading to their website or you can give them a call 0141-739-9999. 141 739, 999 999, 0141 739 999 999. They'll deliver free of charge to lots of areas across Scotland. So check out their website for details. Now, every week on Football that we invite one of our dear listeners on to play against one of the boys for the Pies. And this week, we welcome a man who's been on Celtic Daft, which you can hear on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash football daft. Get the plug in there. Uh, it is Big Kev the Chef. How are you doing, Kev? Well, bad, guys. Cheers for having us again. How are you? All
0: right,
5: All mate. Good, nice for coming on. All good, mate, my boys. man. My pleasure. Right, well, listen, um, we're switching up a wee bit, boys. Normally, we play this game. It's Scottish Premiership players. The last couple of weeks, we've been doing the Euro players. I thought, it could be the last chance we get to do this. So I thought we'd focus on Scotland players this week, and that would be Scotland players that are in the Scottish Hall of Fame, which is 50 caps and above, okay? Oh! So I am going to flip a coin and see who you're playing. Kev, heads, it's Stephen, tails, it's Chris. Heads at Stephen. Oh ho! Oh. Queen Stephen, right? Rangers okay. Daft
3: v Celtic Daft, right enough here. That's it. That's
5: yeah. all about Scotland sh- here, mate. All about. Oh, oh, I know, All you need. Here we go, Ren. Right. First player. We need our buzzers buzzer. We need your buzzer. We need your buzzer. What are you going for, Stephen? Eh. Uh, Big chef. Big chef. Dave. <laughs> I'll I'll go McFadden. Right. <laughs> like it Here we go then First player out Right you ready for this I think these will be Pretty quick today This centre half Is one of two players To win 69 caps. Good in chef. Scotland Stephen
3: oh, fame
5: Davey Weir It could have been One or two You got we the right it's David Weir is, is the other one quick. Roy Aitken Quick I think you might be right Because I didn't Double check that But I think you might be right Wow, right, here we go oh, right in hell. Stand by on this one Stand by on this one I can't believe it Stand by, right You, you might get us in the first three words Right <laughs> This Celtic maestro oh, to- yes. uh, oh,
0: Kev, you fucked yes. me.
5: I think Stephen got in there First Sorry, <laughs> nah, Who is it? Day. You're, You're right, I <laughs> <of the> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, John, you might have changed the fucking words.
7: Oh,
2: <laughs> It'd so have been as well saying Paul McStay at the start oh. of that.
7: <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd just been better stalling with Mars, been Elvin <laughs> off.
5: Oh, so sorry. Don't worry about it, mate. That's the name of the
2: game, mate. Oh, by the way, that was ma- impressive, ma- Pardon. I have to I, I
7: Imagine, to imagine winning it on a Celtic player,
5: you yeah. <laughs> oh, are. Oh, right. It, it, it <laughs> makes it even more sweet, on it. <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> superb. Awesome well, Kev, unlucky. Uh, we'll be back hey, with more pies to give away next week and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we can play the Scotland game again. So, Scott, as Scotland still being the Euros, fingers crossed. Come on.
2: I fucking hope so. Right, so, John, using the internet without express VPNs, like taking a call on a train or bus on speakerphone.
5: They hate they people, don't they? Oh, it's those people that just... I don't understand that they walk about the streets with a loudspeaker on or they're in the bus and are, I don't need to hear your conversation. I know,
2: but the thing is, they're only listening to music. They're not getting their personal details taken. You know, ExpressVPN can help you protect yourself against that sort of thing. Um, Everybody needs a VPN, right? Internet service providers like Virgin like Sky, uh, they know every single website that you visit. Your internet service provider can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who then use your data to target you. You Now, how many times have you had a phone call where supposedly you've been in an accident or something like that? How many times has that happened? Do you know how they get your number? They get your number through the internet. See, when you're filling in a wee form when you're maybe buying a sexy set of lingerie for your woman. (laughs) Um, I do that
5: all the time.
2: He said, uh, like if you're if you're on yourself, maybe buying yourself a wee uh, some beard cream or something, beard wax." As I bought my myself call. yesterday, yeah. Yeah. right? Um, when you fill in that form, your ISP's got all that information, and they can sell that information to other companies. But that's no use. You don't want that to happen. So why use ExpressVPN? It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that people can't peep on what you're doing online. Um, it's easy as fuck to use. All you need to do is fire up the app, click one button, and it's rated number one by CNET Wired and The Verge. It works on phones, laptops, even routers. So everybody who shares your Wi Fi would be protected if you put it through your router, or your router, depending on what you call it. I'm a router man.
5: I'm a router man.
2: You're a router man. What were you, Stevie? Router or router?
5: Router.
2: Router. Cool. Okay. So <laughs> You're for Cope Bridge, but mate, use it I know we've got I know, have different have got different standards through this neck of the woods. So I personally use it, right? For the for the reasons that I've mentioned before. But also I use it because see when I'm on the old Netflix, see if I've watched everything on Netflix, I can then switch the country that I'm going through on ExpressVPN, and it opens up a whole new world to you through your Netflix. It's personally important to myself because I don't want folk knowing my phone number. I'm a very important person, you see. You know, I I don't know if you've known us, but I'm a VIP. I walk down the street. I can't walk down the street without folk going, Chris, give me your phone number. (laughs) This this stops them from sneaking it off the internet, okay? Mm -hmm. So... Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com/daft today. That's e x p r e w s vpn.com/daft, and you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com/daft. Not at fault. VPNs made easy.
1: Football daft with G4 claims been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitforkclaims.com Right, let's welcome a man who's just won League One
3: with Partick Thistle and has picked up silverware with Ross County and Rangers and starred for Aberdeen with over 250 appearances. It is none other than Richard Foster. How you doing, mate?
8: I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Not bad. Hey, man, thanks man, for
3: man. joining us on a sunny day, sitting on front of your computer on a sunny day. I bet you're glad you agreed to this.
8: To be fair I've just done my third day back pre-season so I can't my legs can't move anyway so <laughs> how's that going mate It's been good it's been it's been tough um it's better than last year because obviously last year I had 9 months off and then had to go back into it so that was that was tough right. but this year we had 6 weeks off which is more standard so tiring but um yeah, achievable this year but still it's pre-season so it's minging my legs are be-
2: you must be buzzing, though, getting back into the Championship. and Folk had wrote you off halfway through the season. You know what I mean? So uh, to come back and, and win the week was... What an achievement, eh?
8: I think it was. I think, you know, people had, had rightly written us off halfway through the season because, well, first half of the season, we never won enough games. We never scored enough goals. Um, and then we, that wee break probably helped us, came back. Um, and to be fair, the boys were excellent. Um, Tiffany... Zach Rodden, and Brian Graham led the line really well, and you know we, we basically just outscored most teams. Uh, managed to keep a, a good few clean sheets as well, so it was it was good. It was um, it was good to end it on such a kind of positive run, and hopefully we we'll take that into the champ this year. And
2: it must have helped as well that Falkirk absolutely shut the bed.
8: <laughs> it's one of the. You know, um, it's one of the biggest compositions was... I've ever seen.
5: Did you saw John at the top there as a big full up oh. man? So... He's a, a up
2: supporter.
5: You know. I knew that was coming up. I knew that was going to come up. I know, no, I know. We absolutely shat the bed, uh, Richard. So you were well worth it in the end. Absolutely well worth it in the end.
8: I think, you know, we, we obviously knew we were on a good run, but we thought at one point we were like, right, Let's get ourselves ready for the playoffs. We're going to need to go up through the playoffs because we're, we're no, we're not going to, I think mean, we're, we're going to rub it in, but we're eight points behind Falkirk at yes, one point, in eight points ahead of him.
3: Wait, um, was there not a night he's played Falkirk and absolutely spanked him five uh, one or so, and and Producer ever. John, we were doing an interview, we were doing a <laughs> podcast that day, and the game was coming on that night. And producer John actually said, I can't even watch this tonight, I'm not even watching it. And he was right because you absolutely rattled him, didn't aye, so Richard, in my
2: first you?
8: That was the night we won the league.
2: I went through the, the whole night I was sitting there just texting John. There's another one in. There's another one in. There's another
3: one in. <laughs> anyway, sorry John. Sorry about that, John. It's all right. Right. Uh, Richard, so let's just, obviously, let's kick off with, obviously, the Euros. How you enjoy the Euros?
8: It's actually been really nice to have aye. football back on the TV. I know it's... Um, we've had that last season, but see football with fans, it makes such a difference. It makes, I mean, it does watching make. the hungry game other day, sixty-seven thousand fans there. You know, it was just that's that's what as a football player, that's why you want to play football. You want to play in front of stadiums. You want to play in front of fans. Um, of and last year was just weird, really, really strange. Um, and you know, the, the top teams obviously. In, in Scotland and even England I think England especially suffered Because the games were just really quite flat I thought most of them Whereas I thought in Scotland We still managed to get Decent games for the most part um, I
3: really enjoyed it mate I enjoyed last season ah, I, 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 like, I really I, enjoyed that.
8: I, I mean I, 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 just, I, I genuinely believe At the start of the season I think having no fans Probably helped Rangers um, I, I, think agree,
2: I agree with you Richard The top team in Scotland Definitely suffered So um, Well <laughs> Well, but, to sorry mate, it's you, it's broke, it's you
8: broke up there, Todd, didn't hear that there? <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Once they started winning, I think um, it, it was kind of rubbish that they never got into Ibrox or whatever to see them, but um, can you imagine it a Peltzer's set of going to go if they had fans in? Oof. Oh,
3: that
8: have been brilliant, mate.
3: <laughs> but, like, but like you're saying though,
2: Richard, I think it would have been a different story for both teams if there was fans, to be honest. You know? Well,
8: I, I think it's, it's, it's maybe a bit disrespectful to Rangers to say that. I think they, initially it helped them. I think because Tavernier had come out before and said that sometimes the pressure at Ibrox is too much for them, yep. like obviously the previous season. Yeah, But once they started the way they did, I think it was they missed them just as much as Celtic as would have because, you know, Ibrox, when Rangers are doing well and everything, Ibrox is absolutely bouncing. You know, I've, I've mm-hmm. played in it. I can testify to that. I've played against Aye. it. Um, and similarly, I think no fans hindered Celtic at the start. But then the longer it went on, they were probably lucky that there was no fans in there because it. it you know, it well, wouldn't have been a very uh, hospitable atmosphere playing I know, play.
2: I know what you're saying there, but if that would have maybe forced the, the the board's hand a wee bit quicker if the fans had been in the stadium. What well, do you mean you'd okay. have got you'd have
3: got a manager in like ninety days after you sacked Man and still be on what? With that
2: maybe I got a manager in about the. I don't know the second. Did you know that? <laughs> cool, that
3: was... story, cool, cool story, mate. Anyway, Richard, right.
8: I'm, I've got I've got no sympathy for Celtic like whatsoever But because Hughes lot went to fucking Dubai. We ain't, our league get cancelled for another couple of months.
2: <laughs> well, listen, see if your league can't I get cancelled. you with me, fucking won it, so shut up.
3: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, that that well valid points on both, both sides. Yeah, valid points. But guys, just break it up. Eh? Let's keep it nice. Not I mean? Richard, Sorry, Richard. Sorry. sorry,
2: hands across America.
3: Man. <laughs> anyway, Richard, on to other matters now. Scotland v Czech Republic. Twenty odd years we've not been at a tournament. We get there, we play Czech Republic in the first game. What do you make it?
8: Um, I don't think they played well. I think I'd, and I just I don't know. I think when I've watched the the, the, the games leading up to, apart from the, the Holland game, which just we can be quite passive for long spells in the game. And then I think when you play a team like the Czech Republic, with all respect. Yes, they're ranking. I think they're slightly higher than us. But it's not a team you look at and go, oh, my God, they're brilliant. And any time we did actually put them under pressure, you know, we did create kind of... Oh, and Robertson has a great chance. Dykes has a great chance. And we created other half chances. And everybody goes, oh, but what if, what if... Well, what if the Czechs scored all their chances? they it beat us 7-4. So... This is exactly what I said well. the other night,
3: mate. I said this the other night, exactly what you're saying.
8: And I just I just think that's like... Scotland in the past, I know that you can't go gung-ho, especially against teams like England and Croatia that we're going to face but that one against the Czechs where you pretty much need to win that, just just go after them a wee bit and see how they they respond whereas I just, I think we, the first half is just both teams kind of feeling each other out and then the second half they just kind of went, well actually we can score here and they did um, and Aye. I just, sometimes I think that we set up and we're a bit too passive
3: Mayor, I totally agree, I mean You look at Wales, they had a go the other night, Wales, right? Uh, Even England, who didn't play that well in the first game, he's still getting chances to young boys like Phillips, the young midfielder for Leeds and stuff. I believe a lot of our strongest players were on the bench in the first game. And I just think, I just don't know if Steve Clark had the guts to go with a lot of the pressure that's coming for the fans, players that he wanted to play. But when you're looking at it, Richard, who would you have, what changes would you have made to that team?
8: I would have. I I mean, I, I really like Patterson. I really like Nathan Patterson. Um, yeah. The games I've seen him, I've seen him in an old farm game, which I know is a difficult, difficult environment. Yes, granted, there's no fans, but you're playing against a good team. And he th- I thought he was one of the best players in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, he doesn't seem like a guy. I don't, I mean, I don't know him, but he doesn't seem like someone who would be phased by playing in the Euros. Um so I would have I would have played him, and I know that's slightly would have been slightly unfair to O'Donnell because he's kind of played there for the most part. But my big thing is Patterson. He hasn't played a lot of games. He doesn't have a lot of experience. But he's, the, when the games he's played, he's played in a Rangers team um, who are top of the league, challenging for titles, playing in Europe. And Instead, we played the guy who has had an OK season at a really struggling Motherwell team. So mm-hmm. I'm a big advocate of play the guys who are playing well now. Mm-hmm. The players I totally who
2: agree with you. Totally are in agree better enough.
8: form, and you know, and his experience. Well, how do you get experience? Where well, you get a chance to play, and if you're good enough, you're old enough. I mean, I can't remember who it was that said that, but there's no statement right. in football.
3: I mean, um, you're talking about a boy who, for, during the season there, he came in to replace probably, arguably, the best player in the league last season before right. he gets injury. Tav, so. Nathan Partison came in, especially the pressure he was under after the whole infamous COVID thing. When he comes in, he scores a goal in Europe. Do you know what I mean?
2: Not just that, Stephen. He's come in and you've no missed Tavernier.
3: That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. You've you've,
2: you've, you've not missed him at all. Uh, For To find a replacement for somebody that, like you said, is probably the most influential player in any team in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. And then bringing this young boy with very little experience, and for him to completely replace him without missing a missing a step, it's incredible. So I don't know, and I'm a, I agree with you as well, Richard. See the whole there's I don't think there's any room for sentiment when no. it comes to these tournaments, right? For me, Patterson should have been playing, regardless of how Adonald played in the qualifiers. International football, you should be it should be judged on form. Mm-hmm. End the story. Aye. And it's it that's where Scotland have fell down. And to a certain extent, that's where England have fell down in the past. You know what I mean? But Scotland, this is this is our time where we should be really having a go at it, I think.
8: I, I agree. And I think the Billy Gomor one's slightly, slightly different for me because I've not seen much of him play. I mean the games he has played, I think he played against Liverpool and he was excellent. Um and he's been kinda of in and out and obviously not a regular starter for Chelsea. But you're still, you know, if if you can go on the pitch and play against Liverpool. And be one of the best players on the pitch against the midfielders that they had. You can play against the Czechs in Euro, in Euro, uh, yeah. Euro 2020, isn't of it? Of course,
3: of um, course. These youngsters, as well, Parson, Gilmore, even Turnbull, to an extent, these players, they're quite fearless as well because they're young. I think they, they just give the team a lift, but. These players, the substitutions, Clark made, they didn't, even, they didn't even come onto the pitch. Do you know what I mean? It, the it blows the my substitutions,
8: mind. I found, were strange. You made two at once. And I can't remember who came on, but for all the world, I think Ryan Fraser came on and maybe... Uh, I think he was after. Who did he put on? Adams. No, um, he put on... He, anyway, Alan McGregor. You know, I looked at it and thought, that's perfect. You've taken off Jack Henry, so go to a back four. With well, Donald and uh, Robertson fullbacks, you got your three in midfield and play three up top Shea Adams, Dykes, and I think it would have been Fraser at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he kept the same formation, and just put McTominay back into defence. And I thought, well, that's no worked up to this point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm.
8: we've kind of created half chances, but we're now 2 0 down and something drastic needs to happen. So, you know, put on your attacking players, change your formation to. And I mean, let's be honest. Four three three 3 3 is a more attacking formation than three five two 2 because for three five two to be attacking, you need to control the midfield, which we never done. We, we never done.
3: Aye, but anyway, how many we take now for England tomorrow, night? 15. <laughs> <laughs> Would I'll you take England?
8: one. I'll take <laughs> one and then against. <laughs> Aye, I know, I know. I think it's, it's, it's almost a perfect game for Scotland now because we are at our best when it's shut or bust, aren't we? You know what I mean? It's like, hmm. backs up against the wall, right? We've got to go for it. and And again you know you're, he's not going to go in there and p- play some expansive formation because you know if you don't give england any respect then you will get you'll get spanked 5-0 but Bye. i just think that they'll have that extra you know because it, it seemed like they had a lack of appetite almost for the first game maybe the occasion was a bit much for them kind of nerves got but i don't think they'll have that now um and i think if you have a you know 10 11 players on the pitch that are kind of just so desperate to win and do well and, and score goals And I think we could give England you know We're not going to dominate England uh, with possession But, you know, I think we can give them a scare if we, if we go about it the right way
3: Fingers crossed, fingers crossed uh, It's it's what I'm looking forward to Have a few beers, but I don't know, fingers crossed We'll see, it's, we'll see um,
0: But anyway,
3: Richard, enough of that On to yourself, mate Right, on to your career, mate That's enough of the Euros, man You're an Elgin boy, aren't you?
8: I certainly am, yes. So who did you support growing up? I supported your mob growing up. Aye. Aye. Yeah, there they go. Um, there they go. I just up until I was 16 and then signed for Aberdeen. And then once once you signed, I signed. So I'm I'm not, you know, I know plenty of guys who still play football and still support mm-hmm. um, different teams. But once I signed for Aberdeen, I was very much an Aberdeen fan because it was essentially in my best interest. Um, aye, aye. And, and when I say fan, you know, I'm just because they were my employer, basically, you kind of realise that, well, there's no point in me supporting Rangers or Celtic because they're like rivals. Um, aye, of course, aye. So, so man, I especially I found it from kind of my like, teenage years, I would have been a Rangers fan and it worked out quite well because it was me and my two pals and I was Rangers. One was Celtic and one was Aberdeen, so um, it was a good bit of rivalry there. But yeah, so, so Rangers as a youngster, but then fell away from it as soon as I started playing.
3: Well, that's kind of Aberdeen Rangers, man. You don't really want to go up to Aberdeen and
8: say you're a Rangers fan, eh? No, you don't. (laughs) Um, What you also don't want to do is go on loan from Aberdeen to Rangers.
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best uh, Uh, idea.
8: That brings you a few few problems. (laughs) So, when you were at Aberdeen, was Archie Knox there? He was there when I came back from my loan spell.
3: Right, okay. So, were you... Like we've got a famous story in this podcast haven't we boys with Archie My Knox day. Day. Uh, who is it we had one it was telling the story Mark Reynolds. Mark Reynolds Mark Reynolds there was a story Archie Knox was going to everybody in the dressing room and they were either spunk or shite
8: bag. <laughs> were you there Richard? unfortunately I wasn't there no. for that. oh man because <laughs> Mark Reynolds told that the story
2: s- that sounds like a shite bag to me
8: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you check, check your records. Out. I never played with Mark Reynolds, so go. <laughs> I, he, I think Actually, actually um, like he, we were at Tynecastle, one of the games, and we we're getting beat at half time, we and we're getting beat one or two nil. And the whole the way dressing at Tynecastle used to be tiny, so it was it was really really small. And there's like a like a physio bed in the middle, and we came in at half time, and he's like, I'll oh, where the fuck were you at the second goal?" And I've argued back one, and he's like, <laughs> "Is, is if he's went to go for me." And I'm thinking myself, this guy is in his 70s? Like, he's a way to go for me over this. So I was like, I was like, well, I'm not going to back down. So then obviously I kind of, but then it was just like the bed that separated us. And it was always like the two of us realised that we can't really be rolling about the floor here. Because, you know, for me, because I'm thinking, this, this guy, he's an old guy. I could up.
2: <laughs> If I get battered, I I'm never here in the yeah.
8: <laughs> Also in my mind, I. Eh? <laughs> He was, um, you know, I would imagine, to be fair, even then he would have probably given me a good go right enough. <laughs> but, uh, it, was just, it was just so funny. I was just so shocked by like the fact that he was, that just, you know, when you see someone and take that step and you think, oh, okay, right, aye, this aye. could be on here. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> other than that, I got on I got on really well, actually. I
2: yeah, yeah, so that's what I was going to say. What was it like to play under him and Craig Brown? Was, must have been a decent laugh, at least.
8: It was brilliant. The, the, Craig Brown made me captain. Um, so we went back pre-season. I was captain for six months. I was there. And so we'd go in and after games and, the, you know, we'd have arguments. Too, but so you'd argue with Archie and you'd be shouting and balling back and forth. And, and Craig tended to be the quieter one and the kind of, you know, the pacifier most of the time. All but right. then you'd walk out the office and Archie would be like, are oh, you getting any plans at the weekend? What are you up to? <laughs> I, but I just I just loved the fact that it was like, we'll argue about football. But then as soon as we're <clears throat> finished, it's done. I don't hold judgments. He doesn't. He doesn't dislike me because I question him. I don't dislike him because he shouted at me. And it's just. And that for me is just brilliant. Just the way to manage players that, you know, we're both passionate about what we're doing. But it's you know on the training pitch, on the pitch, things said and done. But you don't mean it's not you know. And then you come off and you you can just chat normal. And I've since I I met him on a night out one time. He was just. He was in the West End. He was at. Axon Lane and we walked into a pub and he was there and I was chatting away to him and he was he was brand new so he's he's like he's one of those kind of old school obviously old school coaches managers that you'll shout and scream at you but they don't hold grudges and that's Aye. me that's what, the way you need to be
3: that's the best way I mean you don't I mean it's like at the end of the day you're still human beings do you know what I mean so you don't want to hold grudges about if You've maybe had an opinion about
8: tactics or something to have a fault. There's no point in holding grudges about that. Do you know what I mean? I know, but I mean, stupid, really. Why, who, why would I challenge Archie Knox about football?
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
8: you know, he's, he's got more knowledge in one finger than I do in my whole body. But, but um, you played, you
5: played
3: under a few guys at Aberdeen, Richard, like Eb scovedale Jimmy Calderwood, Mark Bagie. Who's uh, who's your favourite to work with?
8: Um, probably. I mean, I had a few faults with Jimmy Calderwood, but probably Jimmy Calderwood because. He was the he was there the longest. Um mm-hmm. and I played a lot of games under him. I played a load of different positions. Um, but he kind of you realized that he could trust me in different positions. So probably him, you know, and in, in a few of the seasons, the season we finished third, um, really good season we finished fourth a couple of times. Um, and we were always really fit and quick. And um I kind of liked it as well because the training was quite structured in a way that. Like you'd go back pre season and I would build you, you would know what you're doing the full week, and then mm-hmm. the next pre season it would be the same, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you kind of see when you go back and see the unknown as a football player, it's mm-hmm. awful, especially pre season. You think, Oh, geez, right. what we're we getting today, what we're we getting today. Whereas when you knew what it was, and I kind of liked that, and is a, a lot of his training was 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 similar. Um, but yeah, probably the most enjoyable times were, were with Jimmy Calderwood,
3: who was it?
2: Like, Jamie Langfield, I, 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 had Jay-
8: show. I was going to say that. But yeah, but yeah, Jamie Langfield staggered. No, no, I heard it, but when, uh, <laughs> one of my one of my other mates, Lee, Lee, I think he was Jamie's, he was Jamie's best man, and I think the start of his best man speech, he just stood up and held up the paper. <laughs> <laughs> Picture of Jamie in the front, pissed himself, sitting outside this bar. I could argue with Jimmy Goldwood <laughs> oh. So
3: what was obviously you said that you'd a few run-ins with Jamie? What was like, Richard, you're getting a bit of a reputation, you're squaring up to Archie Knox and you're having run-ins with Jimmy Calderwood, you what I mean? What was it a, like with ben Jimmy? Never,
2: fu- never fucked about with Walter Smith, did you? We'll get to that maybe <laughs> later.
8: Not one word I said him. <laughs> <laughs> he could still bar me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what yeah. about Jimmy Calderwood when you had your run-ins with him? What was that like?
8: It was, again, it was just like I, I would say, you know, I'd react to things in training and I'd kind of tell him, fuck off and whatever. <laughs> um and he was the same. As soon as you went in to see him, I went, Gaffer, Luke, sorry, fine, done, dusted. And I, he left me out of game because I was raging. And, but then I thought, you know that way you think, if I go in here and say sorry, he's just going to go, that's all. He's, he's doing that just so he plays the next day. Aye, aye, like, so I was, like, was kind of caught between still being raging and also going, nah, I'm not going in because it looks shit. So aye. then I went in on a Monday, played the next game. And he says, that's all. Basically, if you'd come in and see me straight away, you'd have played. And I think he was just basically, and he, he said to me, and it was one of the best things I've ever heard. He says, he says, sometimes what you're saying, you might be right. He says, but I'm the manager. <laughs> so, so if he's, yeah, if he's actually, saying something against me, then that's on him basically. And he's a manager. I was like, you know what? That's actually a, a really good way to think about it. That doesn't matter what I say and how much I piss and moan, you're a gaffer. So I you mean go get
3: Obviously, Aberdeen against Bayern and the Allianz Arena. What
8: was that like, Richard? Uh, it was it was incredible. I mean, the stadiums was unbelievable. The pitch was a like, the pitch was a bowling green, which did not help us at all um, because they were they were awesome. And I think that they hit the. I'm pretty sure either we took centre and gave them the ball straight back, and they kept it for about two and a half minutes. And I think Podolski hit the crossbar, and we were all just looking about as if gone. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a really, really long night, <laughs> yeah. and I think it was five one to them in the end. But I think it was—I think once they would scored their five, they were happy enough just to chill out, which, which kind of spared our blushes a little bit. But I mean, Van Bommel was incredible, um, Podolski as I mentioned. Look at Tony Lucio at the back. I mean, they had oh. some team. Um, I think Lucio
2: was a player, wasn't
8: he? Aye. 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 Um, so it was—it um, was a great experience as a player. It's great to play in these games. But it's also an eye-opener that you go, wow, these guys are so much better than me. Um, but it's still, <laughs> still great. I, mean, I think they had Willie Samuel at right back.
2: Um, and- <laughs> Who was it that tell us a story about Willie Samuel?
8: Jamie Langfield. Jamie
2: Langfield. Jamie Langfield. Was it
8: not that Jimmy Calderwood said that their weak link was Willie Samuel? And I <laughs> that's right. Well- <she>, that's right. <laughs>
5: <it. laughs>
8: I just want to walk up. <laughs> Right. Could he's what to target him. you <laughs> be fair. It was probably like when you look at their team, you think, "Oh fuck, who who do you target?" Like there was just no exactly. there was just no weak link. Aye, um, that was quite funny him saying that. And, oh, I was going, "Ah, brilliant." Aye. No worries.
2: No bother. So, would you say that that was a highlight of your career?
8: Um, I don't know. I think you know. Last season, you know, sorry, but um, last season was. Is, <laughs> Is up there the, pair, the way league. the way um the way it panned out. I think winning the league cup with Ross County was also, you know, because when you play at the smaller kind of in the smaller clubs, you don't expect to be getting to finals of tournaments. So I think probably winning the league cup closely followed by by League One. Um, but then you know it's difficult to put them in order because playing playing with playing for Aberdeen in Europe. I scored against FC Copenhagen in one of the games. Right, you know, these are kind of memories that are very difficult to kind of separate from each other because they're all they're all great memories. Um mm-hmm. similar like, you know, going to Rangers and making my Champions League debut. It's like it's incredible. Um, that's
3: that's what I was going to get at, mate. Like obviously we're talking about Aberdeen and stuff, but what was the reaction like going to Rangers?
8: Like what was that like? Um obviously the kind of reaction, Aberdeen fans hated men. You know, I've got several kind of very interesting, well thought out tweets that you know, Aye. one guy hoped that I got hit by a bus and then shagged by someone with AIDS and I was oh, just thanks. left I, I was left thinking, I hope I get hit by the bus first, fuck me. <laughs> 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 then, you know, it was... So, they were actually They were they were very creative In the way they, would, um, they wanted uh, My demise But the reaction From the Rangers fans Was great For the most part They were kind of Happy to go Well this guy's gave from Wolverine. We don't really Know much about him But we'll, we'll Kind of judge him Based on What he does For the team Aye. And then I came on For the first game Against Hamilton And put their striker Through and goal a Big greasy save <laughs> and The fans must have Been thinking What the fuck Is this guy <laughs> okay.
2: How Shen, did you Shen, Shen. <laughs> Send Agent foster back
3: immediately. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you find it? Going to Rangers makes obviously I mean they disrespect to Aberdeen, but Rangers obviously where uh, the facilities Rangers go and the resources they've got. How did you find it when you got there?
8: It was inc- like it was incredible, obviously. Murray Park, Murray Park, well what is it Hummel Arena it's called now or something? Hawk Hawk howie in Howie. Is it? Okay. Right. Um aye, so it's it's impressive enough, but then you remember that like I said, going through my teams, going through my teens, I was looking up at Alan McCoyst, Ian Durant, Mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden I'm walking in and these are the guys that I'm now kind of speaking to and they're taking my training and chatting with So and and Walter Smith as well. And so it was kind of, it was quite surreal for for the most part. Um, But then you kind of, you settle in and you realise that they're just the same. But the one thing I probably never realised as much is how hard the Rangers players worked, you Mm -hmm. know, on the pitch, in the gym. Because you always always expect the Rangers and Celtic players to be better players, technically better players. But these guys were better players, but they were physically stronger. They were quicker. They were sharper. um, Understood the game better. And just that was an eye-opener. And and I do believe that it brought my game on playing with these guys, playing with Stephen Davis and Lee McCulloch and Kenny Miller and Nick Nikita Yelovich. You know, these guys who just, they've got more talent than I had, but they've also, you know, they, they, they couple that with hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, and a a great attitude Um, and obviously then you're working with Walter Smith who's you know unfortunately for him probably the second best ever Scottish manager because Sir Alex was was so good but obviously Walter worked with him but yeah so it was it was very surreal to start with but they quickly I think Walter was great especially with me not making it a big thing like Mm -hmm. the the Champions League so I knew that I think Kirk Broadfoot was injured so we're walking in for training the day before the game, and the gaffer just walked, pulls me. Off. He's like, Foz, come here. Puts his arm around me to go. Um, so do you um do you fancy playing the And I was like, Aye. And he went, all right. And that was it. I can remember <laughs> I phoned my dad and I was like, I think I'm playing the Mora. I good, but I think I'm playing. Is so um, that the, and, Champions
5: uh, the Champions
8: League? After the Champions League, it's against right. Valencia, right? And I think he I think he just thought that. If he obviously doesn't make it a big thing that I'm playing, then it'll allow me not to get as nervous as I probably would. i will try and keep
3: play. you more relaxed as oh, I
8: Your
2: ass would have been making buttons the second he said that.
8: Uh, uh, well, well, right, well uh, uh, was. Well, um, but he was. I think he was just very good. He was very good with people. He, uh, he knew. He knew which people he had to kind of shout at, which people he had to put an arm around, which people he needed to talk to. Um, and his man management was excellent. I mean, it was just—I can always remember that. And it was just, I think he was just brilliant at, you know, just like I say, kind of. We had actually quite a small squad, and he just—he kept everything moving and everybody going oh, yeah. all the time. And it was just—it was a great—it was a great environment to play in, and obviously winning the league at the end of the season, and, and that was just it was a fantastic kind of um, experience to be to be a part of. I right. nearly, yeah. to be fair, I've sorry to keep chatting on, but a few weeks before. Oh. I nearly crashed my motor because we're driving, the, we're driving on the road and Celtic our away to Inverness, right? So I'm driving along and the commentator, and I think obviously Inverness are, I think they're winning at this point or they're, they're drawn, whatever. And then Paddy McCourt gets the ball. And I think it's when we kicks a bottle because it's like Empire McPort gets a ball and he goes past one, he goes past two, he goes into the box, he goes down, and it is not a penalty. And I'm like you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's no penalty. You just expect it to be penalty to certain they score a goal, they won the game. it was just honestly, I could it was the it was Kilns, it was like 40 mile an hour speed limit. So I'm driving there, and if I had it been 70 mile an hour, I think it'd have came off the road. You know, just, just like, <laughs> and he built me up, and I was, like, oh you fuck. Oh, but no, that was that was brilliant because then we knew from that moment on if we win the rest of the games, we win the league, which obviously was, is what we did. So, I um, but no, that was I can remember driving up the road at that moment, but absolutely buzzing, <laughs> but, but adrenaline through the roof because I nearly crashed. Like me, I
3: remember you're saying it was quite a small squad we had. And I remember at the time we signed Jelavic, and I remember thinking we kind of put all our eggs in the one basket there. Yerovic, and a lot of people remember saying we need to strengthen here, we need to strengthen there. But obviously, Brian Yerovic, in, he was quality. But obviously, what was he like when you've seen him firsthand? How good was he in training and on the pitch?
8: He was he's, he's one of those players that when the ball went to him, everything seemed to slow down. Mm-hmm. Like he just had seemed to have time. He could his first touch was incredible. He always knew where the goal was. Um, he, he could always kind of manipulate his body to get a shot on target um, mm-hmm. I think you see with the the goal in the League Cup final he scores he's kind of yeah. fallen over but he still manages to get the ball on target mm-hmm. um, and like I say he's just one of those guys that you look at and you think why does he always have time in the ball like well, he never seems to be under any pressure no, and then yeah. I think his goal what summed him up the most was his goal away to Aberdeen to Audrey oh no, oh no
3: kick. he kicked me oh you
8: know what I mean it's oh. you know, a horrible game Aberdeen had done well you know couldn't have break them down and then all of a sudden out cheer? of nothing just ball popped up and that overhead kick and, and win the game and that's you know that's that kind of summed up how good Aye. he was in the moments that you need him he came up with the magic Yeah, Five, he scored Did a free you? kick against Hamilton as well We won 2 one mm-hmm. um, right. you know like big moments where you need your big players and, and he certainly stepped up class I'm trying
2: to find out here how, how do you react you're on you're on loan to Rangers for Aberdeen right Mm. And he's put that overhead kick Into the top corner What's your reaction, do you cheer or do you What, what do you do How do you, how do you react I, to
8: that? Cheer, I nearly came out the, the box through the glass I <laughs> <talking>. <laughs> Of course Sponge Richard's going to cheer Jesus <laughs> Christ <laughs> I told you as soon as I changed
2: team my allegiance to <laughs> me. I <laughs> mean you were only on loan you chancellor. <laughs> yeah, I, I still won the league with him so I'm buzzing uh, fair exactly fair cool. okay, come on no, I mean I won the league with Rangers man I I, it must have, must have been some honour being part of the last other Rangers team to win the league right now <laughs>
3: Sorry, but I'm not sure. Anyway, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're old, mate. Oh, Jesus Steven, Christ.
2: Stephen, it's called football daft. Not yes, fucking football I know. Football focus, all right, yeah. yeah.
3: guys. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back, what was the highlight of your time at Rangers, mate? Um, prob-
8: Probably the, the the Champions League debut. Um because I've played played three games Champions League and then played in the the Europa League but I think just just that atmosphere at Ibrox kind of standing there get your photo taken before the game Champions League music comes on wee bit of shite falls out your arse (laughs) the photo the photo of me the photo the team photo and everybody's kind of stood in I'm like (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's made in mind I went from so i was I was at Aberdeen but obviously before but I wasn't playing because I'd been suspended from the, the season before so wasn't in the team and I went within the space of two weeks I was playing cove Rangers in the Aberdeenshire cup and two weeks later I was on the bench at old Trafford I you, and then, you know me, a week I... two weeks after that I was starting against Valencia and I'm thinking myself this if Carlsberg done loan moves, this is it. Aye.
2: Without a doubt. It doesn't happen. Yeah, that it's like you're saying there, see so when you hear that Champions League music, that's when it kicks in. It? Aye, that's, Obviously, that's, it expands in the stand, but for a player, it must be a different kettle of fish altogether when you hear that.
8: Especially when you've never experienced it and you've, and like I said, the, the, the atmosphere at Ibrox that night was incredible. Like probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever played in. Um, and it was just you know I was playing against Juan Mata kind of directly, um, and my mates were like, "Oh, he, he, I think he'd done some he'd some, done some outrageous bit of skill when he was away with Spain." Um, and thankfully, I hadn't seen it till after the game. But um, I don't know why my mates were wanting to tell me how good he was before. before <laughs> but, um, no, it was just it was just a special special night. And um, the best bit was we stayed at the Mar Hall night mm-hmm. before the game so i've we've played the game i've then went back to the house I like fuck have got house keys i'd left my house keys at my hall i stayed that night in the premier inn <laughs> 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 like uh, my ex-wife at the time she was up the road of the wee one and i basically came home and stayed at the premier inn in uh Old guy, the one that sits behind the Burnbury Hotel on the night I made my Champions League debut. <laughs> what a fall from grace that was!
3: <laughs> Reality check, mate. Reality check. So
2: we mentioned there that obviously you won the league with Rangers. right? You won the league last year. We parted the last season. We parted thistle. But one's better.
8: I think because I I was not more involved because you're all, obviously as a squad member. You're you are involved, but I think just. The way it kind of transpired, probably just part of Thistle, I think. Um, That's the wrong answer,
3: Richard. That's the wrong I answer.
8: Know. Know. Especially
2: for Big John.
8: Um, <laughs> no, I think just because, like I said, the, the Rangers won. I, I knew at the time I was very much a squad player. Um, and so that last six games, I think it was five or six, five, last five games we had to win. I never played. I never mm-hmm. played a minute in any of those games. And um, whereas with the part of, being on the pitch, you know, when we, when we beat Falkirk and we knew um, and it's like that kind of you just get an app. Abs- there's just a, such a buzz when you're on the pitch and we scored the third goal and you're always thinking, right, I need one more. But then when, once the fourth one goes in just after half time, you're thinking, right, that's it done. But that's just won the league. Um, so I think just because I was more involved, certainly towards the latter stage, probably the the league one uh, title.
3: All through that speech there, Richard, I'm looking at John and I've just got Hello Darkness, my old friend playing. Just <laughs> and just the camera zooming in on John, you like that. And we got the third goal, and then we got the fourth goal. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. John's just it.
2: sitting like <laughs> that. Dang it, dang <laughs> it, Stevie see if that was one. He was doing it. John would do a video and put it on his Twitter. He's not oh. doing it for him. <laughs> I know, I know.
5: And just remember that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, right, God, so, me, Richard, you nearly did square goal with Archie Nox. And You'd and wee ding dong with Jimmy Calderwood. No. Neil misses with
8: Walter Smith, no? None. No. no, no. Um, he was, he was, he's the kind of guy who walks in the room and everybody just st- stops what they're doing and takes notice. Aye. Um,
2: like when the teacher walks in when you were away in at school.
8: He's, um, but he was, he was so good. Like, he was so good with the boys. He came in, and I've told this story before, but it's I find it so funny that he came in. We would go on the bikes before training, so he came in. And he's fucking raging. Like that way you kind of burst in the door and you're thinking, oh shit, somebody's getting it here. <laughs> so he's like to McGregor and James Beattie. Were well, you two fucking going into Corinthian? Uh, were you in Corinthian at three o'clock in the morning on Saturday? They were like, no, no. <laughs> oh no, sorry, I, we, no, <laughs> that was it. He says, We you chucked it at Corinthian at three o'clock in the morning? And the two of them like, no, no, we're not chucked it. So then he goes, he storms off again. Then we go back into the dressing room and usually we just walk out on straight onto the training pitch, but no, we've got a meeting. So the, the I don't know if you know, but the, the dressing room and it's like an oval shape. Mm-hmm. You stand up the far end of it, and Ian Durant stood beside stood behind him. Um and he's like, Look, guys, we've got a small squad. I don't I don't, you know, I, I'd run a very relaxed ship here. I don't expect you, you know, to kind of be like Saints, but he says, But I do expect that when we've got a game midweek, you don't go out on the Saturday night. Um he says, but I must apologise to to Griggsy and Beats. He says, you didn't get chucked out at Corinthian at three o'clock. You were just fucking getting at Corinthian at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like Ian Durant stood behind him, like, just like shaking, like silently laughing. Because obviously he knew that if, if he started laughing and Walter turned round, he'd have fucking ripped his head off. But I just and I looked over at Lee McCulloch, his head's down and he's the same, just and it was just like that way to a potential kind of potential
2: Pider bad t-
8: thing happening. He just he basically got his point across, but well, took course, the seriousness aye. out of it. Um, and I just thought that was brilliant. But it was just funny the way he said it, and he's com- completely deadpan when he said it. Oh, I must apologise. <laughs> and it was just that was just like <laughs> so funny. Um, and, oh, I so that was that was him. But you you, you know you knew. No, I would never have, I would never have shouted back to no, him. No, Um Just, I think it's not that I never respected the other guys, but just it's, it's Walter Smith. You know what I mean? It's like the clear he's had what he's done. Um, like I say, when he when he talks, you stand up and take notice. So right. uh, certain,
2: certain people that command respect aren't I mean, he's definitely one
8: of them. He, he is, However,
2: um, one of the people that don't command respect, going by your history, is a Mister Danny Swanson. So, so what happened
8: there? It was it was one of the most bizarre situations ever because well because there was no footage. So basically, what happened is he gives a free kick away right before uh, half time. I'm shouting at him, he's shouting back at me, and then the two of us are playing on the same side, and we both need to go off. Like he needs to kind of run past me to go up the tunnel. So referee blows a half time whistle, and we're just arguing back and forth, back and forth. And it's like I'll I was like, I'll see you inside. So I'm running up, and hes we're both kind of going to converge in a tunnel. And I see him just change the direction to come toward me. So I'm like, oh, shit. So then I just go toward him. And then what annoys me the most is everybody's like, oh, I foster through a punch. And I'm thinking to myself, I never threw a punch. What I'd done was I put my left hand out to try and grab him so I could throw a punch in my right hand. <laughs> So they're all like, "Oh, he threw a punch." I'm like, "I'm not going to throw a weak punch in my left hand. I'm going to build this fella up." So I went to grab him, but I don't know how. But I've slipped, and then I've went down. I've kind of felt a thud um, as my head hit the floor. Well, I thought my head had hit the floor. So go in, and then I get up, and I'm still raging. And then Bla- I think Bla- Blair olsen has got like he's like bear hugging me from behind, and I'm trying to get away to him to get to Danny I and mean, go in. And it's all calmed down, and the two of us realise that we've we've made an arse of it, and um, we're sitting there. And then we apologise. But so, but time um, who was it sitting next to me? Uh, Tam Scobie's sitting beside me. So I went through to the referee, and the referee, by the way, the the referee never seen it. Aye. So he's like, but I need to send you off for violent conduct. So right, okay. So I went back through, and I'm sitting with Tam, and Swanee gets called through, and I says to Tam, I says. I, I, like Swanee'll be all right because I kind of went for him first. It's probably me he's going to get sent off and he'll be fine. And Tam's just turned and looked at me and went, "You fucking you in the heat." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> just, was that what it was when I fell out?" Because I thought I just thought I hit my head off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like it was. He clearly, he clearly, obviously went to do it and then thought. Shit, I can't do it properly because he'd have turned my head off. So it was just like so I felt a bump, and I thought I just thought I'd hit the ground. But no, I think it was I think it was Swanee had But like, hey, did Father bump. Dougal
3: for Father Ted man getting a wee fly kicking when you're doing it? That's
8: brutal. Hey, uh, but like I say, it was so surreal because no footage, no video footage at all. Mate, did did
3: your wife, did Amy McDonald, did she make a, did she ever go at him on the radio or something? No, not
8: me not right, Danny. Have right. hey, right. Can I, feel I was like, tell Tommy like, right? When I left, um, and then Tommy referred to her as Mrs. Foster, which um, was a bit uh, misogynistic, she felt. So, but then it's all kind of, Tommy and I got on great now. um, And we've we've spoken a few times, um, you know, in the last couple of months. And there's like, again, the two of us don't hold any grudges. Amy doesn't hold any grudges. um, But Amy's, you know, Amy's... I bet she was pissing
2: herself when Kelly got relegated, but... <laughs> not, not, <laughs> <that she didn't. laughs>
8: not at all, not at all. Um, she's she's obviously, what she does, she gets, you know, she can get some abuse and stuff as well and, and people to And she just, it's water off a duck's back and she doesn't bother. But see, when someone says something... About the people she loves or the people that's in the kind of her close group. Of course, mate, and of course. She's like a a spitting viper. Honestly, she just comes out and but know, that's the way you
3: be, mate. That's the best way. If it's somebody that you love getting abuse, you're gonna start up for them no matter what. Well, Do you know what
8: I mean? aye. and I think you know I would be exactly the same. The abuse I get, especially now that I'm a bit older, I don't care. Aye, uh, but if anyone kind of was to say anything about her, it, it does it does anger me uh, somewhat. So yeah, that was all that was. Um, but it was a a strange, strange situation. That, you know, it's a good story to tell. I yeah, I Aye, told my on. son, I, your dad got sent off for fighting one of his teammates. So, <laughs> <kind> of <laughs> example how, how, how old's J- J- your how old J- boy? He's ten now. He's ten now. He was only he must have only been about six at the time. Right. But yeah. mate, let me ask you this, man.
3: Does Amy let like
8: you drive any of fast motors? Aye. Aye.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, by the yeah. way after I, I hope you don't listen to fucking I've got to see any school lines <laughs>
8: mate really <with things. laughs> <laughs> so she's um she's uh, she, she's uh, a tad more nervous in the car than I am uh, aye, aye. you know when I'm sitting in the car and to be fair she's got the Lamborghini Urus um and the 458 speciale Ferrari <laughs> there's a lot of power there and I like aye, the music, they're
2: they're music game need to the music game don't aye, I
3: know I know god man look at, I look
2: at, We'd get
8: gray on. We could just be a. We could be like the new Westlife. Aye.
2: Bagsy Louis Walsh.
3: The new Scottish band, no Direction. Know what I mean. <laughs> but anyway, mate, you've just you've signed a new deal at Thistle. Uh, is this going to be your last season or it?
8: Well, I think it's just uh, depends how the body copes. Um, I said that last season, and, and last season was really tough. Like I say, it was. I think it was about nine months from the last time I played. Um, a game to going back in like kind of pre-season training if you will, yeah. so that was really tough on the body because it started to kind of, not shut down but just kind of get used to not doing anything because I was doing running on my own but see unless you train you don't have that intensity and you can't get it, mm-hmm. um, so last year initially was really tough and I thought you know what this will be my last year, win league one try and get up Kind of, that's that's really what I'm hoping for but then the, the the longer the season went on, the stronger I felt. I mean, yeah. we were playing – we played Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. And in both Thursday games, um, I felt great. And it was like my third game in, in you know, six days or whatever it was. Aye. Um, so uh, in this season going back, I feel really good. A few days in, obviously I've got the usual aches and pains and kind of tired legs at night. But um, the manager's quite good because he, you know, we, we, he set the boys up to do the running today. And I done – I done – kinda of most of the running but then he he left me out for the last few so he appreciates that I'm a bit older and obviously need more time to recover than that. But um so but I just it's basically until the body says no or until somebody stops you. paying me to play.
2: What about this one then, right? So Partick Thistle so, well all over the internet recently. <laughs> right. With a with a viral video when Tiffany signed.
0: Uh,
2: right. Could they not have done something for you when you signed your new deal? you know, I get your missies to do uh, Mr. Rock and Roll or something like that.
8: Right? <laughs> my name doesn't fit with any good songs. I mean, Scott Tiffany fits really, really well with Aye. Uh, Breakfast Aye, at, at Tiffany's. I suppose.
2: But, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm, that's my job for this week. I need to come up with a Richard Foster song.
8: Right. <laughs> that, the Aberdeen fans used to sing, What's that coming over the hill? It's Richard Foster.
2: Well, there <laughs> go. <laughs> there we go. There,
8: there we go. go. Aye. But that was before I left to go to Rangers.
2: <laughs> 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 anyways, they're, they're sort of bastard coming back over the hill <laughs> again
3: so Richard the legs go or nobody pays you to play anywhere when it's done what is it is it management or media because you're in obviously I see you on the like sports scene and stuff now and you're popping up in different things before matches and stuff is it media or management
8: um, I would like to go into coaching um, mm-hmm. I've done all my badges so I've got my A licence and um, and I'm, I'm 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 assistant manager of the Thistle ladies team at the moment, um, oh, and then yeah. once their season finishes in July, I'm going to um, kind of change over and start doing a bit of coaching. I think it's under like 16, 17s at Thistle. Excellent. Um, so I do I I do want to go down that road, but I, at the same time I do enjoy the media stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Enjoy kind of basically because football is much easier when you're just watching other people play it. So aye aye aye. aye. Um, <laughs> it's we weird. know. It's weird
3: me and 12 I, have made a career
8: out of that. <laughs> I've made a bit... I've, um, I've become a better player the more I watch other people play. By the way, you do come across well.
2: I will say that. You do oh, come across, well,
8: I appreciate you know, that. and I, I do like... I like to go on there and I try and be, you know... You know, if Celtic play well, I'll say Celtic play well. If Rangers play well, I'll say Rangers play well. Um, if Celtic
2: play well, you say Celtic play well. If Rangers play well, you're like, do you fucking see that, boys? <laughs> <laughs> you get yeah,
8: it, it, right, <laughs> But um, no, I try and be, I try and be you kind know, of impartial, and I try and be honest. And I, I, <coughs> I see a lot of guys go on there and have like notes and lists of notes. And I think, well, I, I, I'm not there to give you stats. I think because that's not, you know, the, I'm there as a f- current football player to give my opinion. So if you ask me a question now, I'm going to give you my opinion as of now. Yeah. Nice. So and I, so I don't, you know, some people need the notes. I, I prefer not to have them because I think it would just kind of, it would make it a bit more stunted. So, like I said, I just try and be honest. And um, I've, I've had I've, nearly every time I go on sports scene, I come off and I look at Twitter, and there's like a Sun Sport or a Daily Record story about something that I've said in sports scene. I mean, the, the, late, the, the most recent one was the, the Dundee United goalie. <laughs> uh, you, I, before I, I don't know if you heard that, but before the game, I was doing it, and we heard that Seagrass pulled out of the game. So that was fine. So, other guys coming in, and then we've seen the video footage of it. he's he's kind of, he's pointing a wee bit in his wrist and as if he's going, oh, it's it's a wee bit sore. So I've just went, I tell you what, he better be injured. He better have broken that wrist because Mm -hmm. he's pulled at the game, the cup game, there better be something serious wrong with him, which is the exact attitude I would have had if I was playing. But clearly I'm no, I'm I'm no wishing that he broke his wrist. (laughs) But to to the point that I I did, I, I do believe I said, you better leave in a cast. But <laughs> it was said with a smile on my face. Um, but then the Dundee United <laughs> media team, they were wanting to know what I said. I then had to, like, kind of apologise for what I said. Oh, and, but
3: anybody with funny. any common sense knows what you mean from a football perspective there. Listen,
2: see, in social media, there's no fucking common sense.
8: No, we well, know that's that. that's part of the problem. So, yes, so they um, then... Um, aye, so they ran with it, and then uh, Mickey Mellon was getting asked about it for weeks afterwards. And mm-hmm. everybody's going to go, and oh, Richard Foster wishes injuries on his fellow professionals. I think, guys, this has been taken far too much out of our context. But like I say, at that moment, that's what, if I was been in the dressing room beside him, I'd have said that to him. I said, I'll You bring it. Yeah, I'd be injured, by exactly. the way. Exactly.
2: I bet anything the United players were saying the exact
8: same Exactly.
3: Totally, man. Because
8: it ruins, oh, my it ruins bit, my the game. Maybe they never say
2: it on the telly, right? enough Do you know
3: what I mean? But yeah, well, right. <laughs> 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 well. anyway, Richard, it's been great talking to you. But every week on Football Daft, we put our guest's Scottish football knowledge to the test with our 90 second quiz. You okay. Right. I'm up a <laughs> David Martindale's top of the leaderboard with a score of 16 in joint 16, second. It's 19 John- seconds. Aye, ah, I man. Uh, nah. Did he have a trivia for in Sutton
8: second-
2: inside him? He did actually. He did. He had a guy <laughs>
3: sitting next to him helping him with the answers. And <laughs> second is John Sutton, Chick Young, and Hamilton Scott Martin. They're all on 15. Mark Wilson and Keith Lasley are third with 14. Other selected scores include Jamie Langfield on twelve, Kyle Hutton on seven, Lee Miller on six. Kyle Hutton on seven. He's on seven. <laughs> can't even and seven. Barry <laughs> Enders is on four. <laughs> <laughs> At the bottom, is a tie between Peter Law and Grand's, Derek Johnston, Craig Levine, and Mixu Patiline, and they're all on three. Oh
8: dear. Okay. So is there this anybody is, you this want? Is, to beat this, this is one league that I I'm just hoping for mid table in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I'm going to let Chris answer asking the questions because my boy is trying to run out the front door two seconds, right? I'm going to get some
2: ice cream. Ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> right, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, aye. Right, John, have we got 90 seconds on the clock? We
8: have indeed.
2: Richard, your 90 seconds start now. Who was Rangers' oldest goal scorer this season?
8: Jermaine Defoe.
2: Which member of the current Scotland squad has the most caps?
8: David Marshall?
2: Which English side did Lee Griffiths play for? Pass. Can't pass, got you an answer. Carlisle. Which group are France and Germany in? D. Who's the only Glasgow-based team Dick Campbell has managed? You should Part, know this. Okay. You should know it yet. <laughs> Which team did you make your European debut against for Aberdeen? Denipro. Which town are East Fife based in? Methil. Which stadium has a higher capacity, Easter Road or Tynecastle? Easter Road. Where are the current Scottish Challenge cup holders? Alloa. Name any Scottish Premier League with a lion on their club, club crest. Alloa. Which former Celtic defender has been linked with a move back to the club this week?
8: Virgil van Dijk. How many career goals have you scored?
2: Ten. What colour appears alongside white and blue on the Scotland home kit sleeves? Yellow. What season did you make your professional debut for Aberdeen? Two thousand and two, two thousand and
8: three.
2: MLS club Real. Hi. That is a question. MLS club Real Salt Lake play in which American state?
8: Oh, it's Salt Lake City, Utah. No. I'm just
2: going to give away the answer there. Uh, better, than better. Okay, difference,
5: That can make a difference Let's tout up the score
2: I can't believe we're linked back with Virgil van Dyck, man. you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay uh, Richard I'll go through uh, your wrong answers uh, Member of the current Scotland squad Has the most caps It's not David Marshall, Craig Gordon So you were on the right, right lines there uh, Lee has played for Wolves um, and France and Germany are in Group F uh, current Scottish Challenge Cup holders, one of your former teams, Ross County. Um, you're clearly not a badge kisser, uh, Richard. Um, a, a, a team with a line on their club crest. You could have Dundee United, you could have had Livingston, or you could have, of course, had Rangers as well. So, yeah, sure. so uh, And uh, former Celtic defender, linked with the move back, it's Eric Shievich... I can't even pronounce it. Shievichenko. Jinko. and uh, the colour on Scotland's sleeve, it's not yellow, it is red. However, however, you have beaten Kyle Hutton, you've not beaten Jamie Langfield, you're on eight. Oh, eight, that's good. I'll do that. mid-table, told you. I just, I'm
3: not waiting to get my boy a tangerine there, I can bat it in not as you said, badge kisser, I thought, you says you're, I thought you said you're clearly not a bad kisser, I was like, Where the hell have you been <laughs> <condemned?"> doing?
8: <laughs> <laughs> well... Hey, don't knock it till you tried it. Hey, there you go,
3: mate. There you go. But that's a decent score, my man. That's a decent score. Well done. Superb. Hey, uh, I was trying to think of a Scotland.
2: one.
8: It's got white,
2: uh,
8: blue, then white, then red on it. Oh, is it? On the sleeve, I remember. You can it. clearly see I've never worn one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, but Richard, it's been great talking to you. And honestly, thanks so much for keeping up your time. Oh, and coming on. We really appreciate it. appreciate
8: you having me on, guys. Brilliant, mate. All the
3: best for next season, mate. Good luck. Thank you. See you later. Cheers, Richard. Bye-bye.
1: Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident. Get them now at notitfaultclaims.com. That,
3: today, was one of my favourite interviews I've ever done on Football Daft.
5: Wow, wow.
2: I'd agree with that. I think uh, the bold Richard was... You know, I, I I didn't take him as an absolute... Wrecking machine He's a bit yeah. of a Wrecking machine isn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Likes to, he He likes to When he's sat in the ring See, at, the square
5: goal happening.
2: He's not far, far away I know He's not
5: far away <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean you go through it When you look at it Archie Knox Danny Swanson Jimmy Calderwood Jimmy Calderwood Tommy Wright Aye he's, No shy is he No And I had him doing it as this kind of Quiet guy Classy so classic Gentleman Aye, aye, aye but
3: I think we've all learned today, you don't fuck with Richard. You don't fuck with Richard <laughs> Foster, that's right. You don't fuck with Richard Foster. You can mm-hmm. see if you do, Amy's no fucking far behind the either. You've I got a fucking, you've got a
2: finger on to return. And by the way, way, they'll not be far catching you either with those fucking motors. <laughs> i
3: <issues>. am <laughs> <laughs> telling you, but it was an absolute diamond That guy. I really enjoyed it. And But we'll just, guys, we're we'll just making memories every week, man. And Grado's yeah. not here.
5: I know know. Well this goes out Just before the Scotland game You're maybe listening to After the Scotland game So I've got to ask you boys Before we go And if you are You know Make a bold prediction What's the score going to be Tomorrow night
2: I'm going to Back my son up And I'm going to say 2-1 to Scotland
5: Stephen Can I mate Let's film it you guys would be a failure. <laughs> you guys would be a failure. Radio. This is the this is one of the unwritten rules of radio. I,
2: I, tell, what, you what, I, I think, tell you what, John, what do you think is going to happen?
5: I think I'm going for a 1-1. I'm going for a 1-1, then a one against Croatia next Tuesday.
3: My head is saying we're going to get beat tomorrow night. My heart is saying we're going to pull something out of the hat. But if he doesn't play our good players, what fucking chance have we got?
2: You know what I mean? This is it You know
3: he's got to Pick the right team and It does not matter if, if we don't get Anything tomorrow It's a deep rubber Against Croatia Because yeah. nobody finishes One well, of the best After losing two games Right So it's a deep rubber This is make or break For Steve Clark, In my opinion Yeah Aye I'd, I'd agree with you there I think they, they still
2: owe him A World Cup qualifying Campaign
3: Yeah mm-hmm. But
2: Unless he pulls something out the hat tomorrow And then He's got that World Cup qualifying campaign And Then if he doesn't qualify He's out the door
3: If he doesn't If he doesn't pull something out the hat He's going to get the select joke Once Big angels out the door Listen Big angels Here for ten in a row my man
5: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what Chris See if Scotland do win right If we beat England Right Yes We we'll tell the Big Brother story next week If Scotland oh!
2: If Scotland beat England I'll reenact the
5: Big Brother story. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh wow! There cool. you go. Heard it here first. Scotland. <laughs> go- go- go-
0: go- 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 Audio <laughs> frontier.